Hello and welcome to show 48 of the Veteran Gamers Podcast. You know, 48 is the number of days that Siddhartha sat under the Bodhi tree contemplating the nature of reality in the universe. Brilliant. Yeah. Great. Ah, oh, way to start the show, Duke. Yeah. Oh, wait, I have something even nerdier. Do this, guys. You're looking at computers right now with browsers. Go to Wikipedia. Do it now. Go to Wikipedia. Oh, all right. You're on the front Do page, it. aren't you? Just go to... Oh. You're going to be on the front page, aren't you? Look, you're like, I already know you do stuff. <laughs> I'm, on the, I'm on Wikipedia now. All right, you see where it says today's featured article? What's today's featured article when we're recording? Louis Lambert is a French novel by someone French. On the way de Bozac! Yay! I wrote that article. Aww. Aww. Yay! Oh, yeah, there we go, there we go. Yeah. Well, that's not, that's not true. That's not true. All Completely Zach. inaccurate. Did you do <laughs> research or not? It's actually not at a school in Vendome. Research for you, Rose. Swedenborg. Eat are this, Emmanuel. Are all these sourced? Oh, yeah. Go to the article and you see all the footnotes. That's better be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all right, so anyway, who's who? God, there's some really weird-looking ugly bird on there. Or is that a bloke? Are you talking about Emmanuel Swedenberg? No, Balzac. Is that a woman? Oh, Balzac. That's him as a kid. God, it looks like a really ugly woman. Jesus. Well, Jesus. I don't know what to tell you. God, That's love him. him. Looks like a sack of balls. It does. <laughs> Balzac. <laughs> I swear, I'll, I haven't even looked at it today. Every time these are on the front page, everybody's always going through his Balzac. Ah! I'm not being funny, right? Right. No offense or anything, right? But no, you've got... 60 notes. Did not those piss you off like writing all of those? No, because oh. it's an important reference. Sure it a is. lot of the articles have a lot more. The one yeah. on Cousin Bat had like 120. Sorry, this is yeah, amazingly dull video. for a, a video <laughs> Talk game Talk about people podcast. switching off, man. Yeah, yeah, Duke has written but an article. I can't article do the sound on... effect, so I just got to keep going with it. Do them. Duke has written an article yeah. on yeah. Wikipedia. Lewis Lambert. Go check it out if you're really that fascinated. Yeah. Yeah, Anyway, anyway, I've got an update as well. I've got an update. Wait, wait, Actually, who are you? Who's here? Yeah, yeah, me. Are you? yeah, the daddy. I'm here. The yeah. daddy. It's you. You threw me with your Wikipedia thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we've got Duke. And you had this dog fucking it all up. Let me tell you. I don't. I have a good what, mind. What kind of a man beat up a little hopeless dog? Come here, you fucking. What was that? That's not funny. That's a crank phone call about a guy claiming that this pet shop sold him a defective dog. And I just love it because it's the most fake dog sound ever. Do you know, this woman's convinced that he's like actually hitting the dog. You do know a woman in this country got like community service for putting a cat in a dustbin, don't you? Well, that's because she actually did it. This guy's just <laughs> pretending to. There's a big you know, difference. That's terrible. Is there that, Duke? Yeah. Uh, is yeah, there? Is there? Is. No, well, uh, uh, someone but, got hurt. A cat got but, hurt. But the woman on the other end perceived that a dog had really been hurt. I know, so to I her, know. it was That's why I really like the crank phone calls yeah. from yeah. Uh, the people who make it clear at the end that it's a crank phone call. But Reality. I still find it funny when it's... 
Reality is only what you show someone and they believe. Oh, no, no, no. Reality is whether the dog got hurt. And the no dog got hurt. Okay. In her head, the All dog right. got hurt. There's a guy Can with a sound this? effect going, <laughs> Can we stop this? Because we'll have to bring Bulger on into the conversation. What is real and what isn't real. Yeah, exactly. So exactly. Go there. Anyway, uh, anyway, anyway. Who else uh, do we have? Uh, we have a Chini. We do. We have a Chini. Or the, the Chini. The Chini. Oh, oh, actually, I have a bit of an apology as well. For me? No, 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 no. Uh, oh. I can't remember his name now. That's really terrible, isn't it? But you know the guy who sent the email and he, he spelt your name Ginny? Yeah. yeah. Well, on the iPhone, it's not set up like a normal keyboard, and G is next to C or above it. Oh, so well, just shut up yeah, and criticize yeah, and it couldn't be yeah. a typo. And he did send it from his iPhone, so I apologize. I'm sure he had your name right all along. So There, there you go. go. Stu there owes you a T-shirt. Uh, yeah, I have got an apology to uh, Soup Dragon Dan also. Uh, because because he said we didn't mention him with his tweets, but we actually did because Chinny did. I think mention- I did. Yeah, I, I remember did. I said his name. Yeah. Did it on the second. Tweet I think it was pretty brief though. So. Well, to be fair, I left his name out on purpose because I was trying to pass the both of his tweets as separate people. So that's yeah. why I didn't mention. He's trying to swindle too. the Chad Warden, and you can't stop the Chad Warden, can you, do? Thank you. <laughs> and and before we do talk games, I have got one more thing to get out of the way. Is there another apology? You're just going to keep nope, messing nope. up? And, and this, is, this is obviously a game for our Australian listeners. Australian listeners. England have declared on 620 for 5 in their first innings. Uh, with uh, Australia needing... Oh, Christ, three... is this about cricket Josh, again? Josh, you, Josh. <sighs> with Australia needing 375 just to, uh, you know, get, get to safety. You know, in the second innings, because England bowled them out in the first innings. So, but he Australia, finished... Australia, There you go. Uh, but at the moment, I can't remember the exact score, but Australia are about 80 or 90 runs behind and four wickets down. So, Is this still the Ashes or is there some new competition? Oh, yeah, it's five. It, no, 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 there's five test matches. No one at the moment. It could still be a draw. What this the hell is yeah. going on with yeah. cricket? But I think England, tomorrow morning, I think England will have won this one. I think it's in the balance, but they got Clark out when he was on about this eight. This is the cricket podcast, you. We I know, but I just, you know, I'm sorry, you're going to get an update every week till the Ashes is finished, so. Come on, Stu, come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. It was, it's done, it's done. Cricket, really, Stu, really? Cricket, really, really? Really? Hey, wait, crickets? It's funny, a double entendre. La, 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 la. Can we talk about games? Yeah, yeah. Um, Video games. Yeah, I want to talk a little bit about Shop2.net. Not kind of games, but not on the right Well, track. they sell games. Right, listen, they listen. They sell games, but how should be sell Listen, listen. As you know, as you know, 16 days ago, 16, because I know exactly how many days it is, but 16 days ago, I ordered Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, or it was dispatched, should I say, 16 days ago, from Shop2.net. Yes. But never got here. Never arrived. It was in limbo. Trying to find it. It was. We've no idea. It's gone missing forever. I I do declare. Um, so it never came. So I actually went and bought it from um, Blockbusters because they were doing a deal. Uh, they sent some uh, vouchers through the letterbox, and you got seven pound off. So it was only the same price for thirty two pounds. There are lots of people outside of Blockbusters just begging to, for you to go in because they, they were. They Please were. go in Blockbusters. We sell games and stuff. And actually, no, actually, I've got to say, the guy in there, he, he sort of, you know, he knows I'm into video games, and I mentioned the podcast, and he always asks me what it's called. So he may be listening now. Who knows? Well, 
You won't have a job soon. <laughs> I know, yeah. Yeah. Because blockbusters will be shut. Doesn't matter where you are. Um, so, is so anyway. blockbusters there the same as the blockbuster video store here? It is. Yeah, it's like a rental store, but it's it's a bit shit now. It's owned by the same people. people. Okay, I just making sure. Go ahead. Because they did close down in America, didn't they? they well, they'd better there. if they haven't. Yeah, yes, they did. did they? Um, so anyway, anyway. So um, I thought, well, you know, you have to wait 15 days before you can put a claim in. So I was like, God, I've got to wait, got to wait. Anyway, the 15 days came, and you basically... Just Stuart to... at his calendar, like, crossing I know, I was like that, seriously, I was. <laughs> and anyway, so you, you have to print off a form, sign it, and then Jesus scan Christ. it, and send it back to them, and that's what they did. But, to be fair, tech today, they'd actually refunded the money. So from sending... Good. Yeah, forming last night... I had the refund today. Man, we should be sponsored by shops here. We've been I know, but I was, I've got to say, I was really impressed. There was no questioning. There was no, like, did you go to... You just had to sign the declaration saying it had gone missing. And then <laughs> but it there was, was no, what, did you go to... Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get <laughs> some... <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> ring, ring. Hello, this is Stu for the Veteran Games, yeah? <laughs> did you get it? Uh, no, I didn't. Did I get what? Who is this? I know. Did you get uh, it? Yes, no. Uh, did you get FIFA? FIFA. Did you get FIFA? <laughs> it sounds like the same guy who goes there for FIFA. FIFA. Um, FIFA. So, yes, I was very impressed. I was very impressed. Well, all right. And it's Shop all settled two. now. We don't the ever Shop have to hear man. about it again. All, all settled. The man from Shop 2, he's going to just sound like, did you get it? I know. <laughs> did you get another one? Did you get your money back? <laughs> but it was, it was a royal mail who've lost it anyway. You know, I don't think it was. Sweet oh, Elizabeth the second. royal mail. Yeah, because I did. I did. Proletariat mail. That's what you need. I know. I did buy another game off them, which I thought was an absolute bargain for Christmas. Absolute bargain. Is that right? Uh, yeah, Lego Rock Band. Aha! Uh-huh. In the sales for ten quid. Is that new or new? Yeah, here. Dig. Aha! Well, I actually have it. Yes, I'm trying to cut down on it. <laughs> <laughs> Is that um, right? How about that's the other one? <laughs> but it's got. Hey, dude! I totally got a home run. But yes. the, the track How about that? Mate, the track oh, listing on it is is sort of better than the normal rock bands. It looked weak. It didn't look weak. It's got some great tracks on there. Right. Well, give us some example. Uh, the final countdown. Oh please! Why? That's like a classic uh, man. It's okay. I mean, it's a fun song, but it's just it's got lots of but right. And I think listen. I think this is why I think it's a good good one for Christmas for their family because it's got lots of songs that everybody knows on there. Rather, yeah, that's true. You know, it's got the automatic monster on there. It's got, uh, yeah, it's got Blur song two. That's a classic, that man. Uh, Bon Jovi, you gave love a bad name, or you give love a bad name. (laughs) Might as well get the get the Uh, get the thing right. Uh, Well, well, people know that song already. Every every little thing she does is magic. The police. That's a good song. Summer of '69, Brian Adams. Uh, Uh, Kung Fu fighting, Carl Douglas. Yes. See? I always we, think of the Simpsons when he's like, Kung Fu fighting, and then Barney's there with the kazoo. Yeah. You mean the, the bully problem? He used to have a bully yeah, problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we, we are the champions, Queen. Oh, that is good. We that will should be a sing-star song. Dude, they got Bohemian Rhapsody on. No, damn. There's nothing to play. I mean, there's nothing. There's no drums. There's no guitar. Yeah, but who cares? He's just going to be a singy thing, isn't he? Dreaming of You, the choral, which I absolutely love. Oh, I love that song. Brilliant song. And I'm dreaming of you. Oh, what can I do? But, yep. There you go. Foo Fighters break. That's for free, Duke. You can have Spinal Tap. Spinal Tap. Heck yeah. Short and sweet on there. 
But they but they put out their whole album on Rock Band. Booyah, pound. Well, you know, that Lego. For, for like, you know, 10 quid for all those tracks. 10 quid? Yeah, 10 quid. It's a lot of tracks. 45 tracks for 10 quid. Is it fun to play, right? Is it just Don't know. I've not tried it yet. It's <laughs> 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 still in the wrapper. Well, all right, um, then. I was I was meant to try it, but sort of never really got around to it. We, we've been, I've been busy this week. I've been busy, busy playing yes. another game. I've yeah. seen. Yeah, it's very busy playing another. Although, well, you're gonna tell us about it or not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in suspense uh, here. I know. Yeah, uh, Mass Effect Two. I decided, <gasps> as I said last week, uh, I would make an attempt to finish it. Now I haven't quite finished it, but I'm close. At least you're getting on it. I'm like, very close. Unlike some people on the podcast. <laughs> oh, that's me. Yeah, really? Yeah, that's you. Um, Damn it. Yeah, unfortunately, on Friday night, was it Friday night or Saturday night, I had a little bit too much. It was Saturday night. I had a bit too much to drink um, because we had friends around. I started playing a bit, fell asleep, and woke up at 5 o'clock in the morning with a controller sort of half dangling out of my I totally imagine just like face down like uh, It was a bit like that. It was a bit like that. And I had and like a, 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 an option to choose a dialogue <laughs> choice. And he's just like waiting and waiting and waiting. It was. It was in the middle of a, of a conversation. <laughs> that is absolutely true. I just pass out. Where's the option for I love you, man? <laughs> wow, have you seen the graphics? Is there a camera somewhere in my living room? Though, Next time that happens to you, you've got to like send me a voice message. And be, ah, play him, can, we, can we do a podcast where Steve's wrecked? <laughs> I, was, I was quite drunk. I was quite drunk. Oh, and do you know what the funny thing That's was. the next question we'll have on email. Should we do a, a, a podcast when Stu's soused? Do you know what the funniest thing was, right? I was I was doing one of the um the I was doing the loyalty mission for the Geth. You know, the uh, Geth yeah. that you pick up. I was doing yeah, yeah, he's loyalty. A cool guy. He was a cool guy. I was yeah, doing well. his loyalty mission and I couldn't when I started playing it again, I couldn't remember any of it. <laughs> I had no idea. Oh man, who did was I, I loyal to the Geth yeah, or not? I couldn't remember. Who did I recruit? Man, what did I do? Who's this guy on my team? Oh it my was, god. Was. I was so I sad. am the collector. <laughs> Couldn't remember. <laughs> um, but yes, I've actually gone through. Uh, was it Relay Four or whatever it's called mm-hmm. on the on the final suicide mission? And and I got the Paramore achievement, which I was quite chuffed with. Oh yeah, I got it on. I didn't think I was going to, but I did. I did. Oh yeah, yeah, with Miranda. That's it. Miranda, how could you yeah. hook up with her? Hey, she was all right. She was the best looking one. So, oh, whatever. She's the most evil one. I nearly, I nearly got it on with hey, Kelly. Hey, as well. hey, hey, calm down on this. <laughs> no, no, I nearly got this. Christ, all right, I will out of respect for Chinny, I won't say any more. I nearly, I nearly got it on with Kelly as well. I'm um, under the but, one on the box. But listen, listen. As you know, Duke, something happens that just prevented me from finishing it off. If you know what I mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, in the story. Anyway, yeah. uh, but he's Miranda. Hey, hey, hey. Yes, hey, Miranda's hey. the one on the box. Yes, I think. Well, listen, yeah. listen, right. So, I want to do her. So, well, listen, right. She is the biggest prick tease in the whole, like, yes. world or universe. Uh-huh. Teases. Every time you speak to her, she, she's like, nearly. But you, you must have to speak to her about, oh, it took me about 30 hours, in all honesty, <laughs> of gameplay to get even But get... you know what? I think that's probably true for all of them. Yeah, no, I think you're right. But do you know the funniest thing what? We mean in general, you mean do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 30 hours is the sweet spot. Once you get to 30 hours, you're good. Yeah. I got to the I got to the stage with Kelly where she was looking after me goldfishing me uh, in the captain's oh. quarters. Oh, yeah, that's step one, man. Yeah, Why don't yeah. you check out my uh, goldfish? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but Miranda, right, it was really funny, right? She came, So she's got her own quarters, yeah? Yes. With a bed and comfy oh, sofa. Yeah. 
And guess what she said to me when I finally got it on? Guess what she said? <laughs> no, oh, what? So I'll meet you in the engine room. Oh, yeah. She wanted to get it on in the engine room, on the floor. Too much of anything is not good for you, baby. But... <laughs> engine room. <laughs> it was like that. It was like, Will Why? Shepard, Why? please come to the control room. <laughs> well, he'll come and not to the control room. Oh, bam! Like that yeah. one. So yes, it was it was a very unromantic moment in the engine room. Uh, it sounds and... like a romantic moment. Yeah, but I got like somebody didn't show up. Like, hey, I'm here to fix the. Oh my god! I know. <laughs> uh, but I got fi- well. There's a reason, as you know, that that couldn't have happened. That's hey. true. Hey, hey, hey! So anyway, <laughs> uh, but what I got we say? play the game. Yeah, play the game and stop whinging. Never mind about Fable uh, Two. Yeah, I'll get into my backlog. Yeah, play a proper game. Uh, yeah. yeah, fifty achievement points for that. So I was quite chuffed. Yeah. Um, I'm doing all right in the achievements. I've got a lot because I've done all the loyalty missions, which I must admit, I've enjoyed all of them. Um, And I've really benefited from, you know, being like really goody all the time because I get all the goody speech options, which has really helped out. That would be interesting because I'm a baddie, see, in one, and I'm going to continue being a badass. Well, you'll presumably get the baddie options that sort of get you out of it. But it's tempting. You're still doing the like the bad trigger pulls on conversations, like hurry up and finish what you're saying. What, or, me? No. Oh, I've been, saying, yeah. I can't yeah, wait. No. I'm going to be doing that every four years. <laughs> no. I've been, but to be fair, once you get to a certain level, they stop happening. Yeah, it's true. All I've got is good ones now. You don't I have don't, that impulse anymore, man. Yeah, I don't get any of the bad ones anymore. They're gone. Uh, yeah, so I'm really, I'm really enjoying it. And I must admit, I've, do you know what's really funny? I'll keep stop playing it and then playing it again. And then when I play it again, I remember how good it is. Sure. You know, it and it's it's thinking. an awesome game. It really yeah. is. Awesome. So yeah, I've been playing. Loads. I'll get the hint. All right. <laughs> it is awesome. But I wanted to make sure, you know, before we do the end of year show, that I've played all the sort of, you know, runners for the yeah, the best games of the year. Yeah. yeah right. so, uh, which I've got to do. Assassin's Creed Brotherhood once I've finished this. Yes. Because I know there is no way I'm going to do Fallout New Vegas, so I'm just going to forget yeah. about it until that's, next that's year. That's the thing. Like, I mean, I, I'm trying to do the same thing, Stu. Um, but at the same time, it's like if I don't play Fable Two now, I probably never will, and all this. You know, so, but I'm trying. I am trying to play all the big games of this year, so I can look at what what the best game of the year is. But it's impossible. I think. Yeah. I, I think. It's, I mean, because I've been playing games all year. It's not like I took a break. You yeah. Know? And, well, I thought it was interesting because on the overseas connection, wasn't it? You discussed 15 games that have been delayed till next year. Yeah. And when yeah. I was listening to that, I'm like, yeah, but when would you have played them? I know. Yeah. So, I know. Yeah, I've got no problem. With I, have no, I have no complaints about stuff being. We've good. never had it so good, man. No, we really haven't. Well, that's why I read that um, that guy from Bioware. He was saying, like, you know, there's too many games out there because, <laughs> uh, he, he, I mean, when you make games, I should imagine that you have to play your own game, like so many hours, and then you go home. You've been playing games and making games. The last thing you want to do is play a game, but they do. So yeah. yeah. Uh, I have been playing a couple of other games though, as well. In the meantime, yeah, yeah, I, play... I know one that you've been yeah, playing. Yeah, and we, we can talk about oh, that now, oh. which is Decay Part Three. Yes. And I finished it. Finished it. You finished it? Yeah, I finished it. Yeah, oh, it's um, so still, good. I, still I think it's even better this. than either of the first two. It's good, I but did. I was I was slightly disappointed with this one. Why? Because I felt the puzzles weren't as complex. I thought no, I didn't have any... There's really only one puzzle. Wasn't yeah, there? The, I like the puzzle because I had to write stuff down, and I'm really yeah, nerdy. I, and thinking, I really oh, like that cool. puzzle. Got to write it down. Yeah. Um, 
So I was quite impressed, but I thought, I don't know, I was just a bit disappointed with that. I like the way it sort of linked together, though, and that they took Finally, we got a little bit more story that was kind of satisfying. It was, but then in some ways it was a bit, it's almost like that X Factor thing for me. The less you know, the better it is. Yeah. Do you understand what I was I mean? ready. I was ready for some of that, like, well, here's what's going on type stuff. I was the opposite. I'd have rather it was still being very elusive. But, uh, man, there were some points where I literally jumped. Yeah, oh, I, I have. Like, oh, my God, what the? And I'm even guessing. when there's one part, I'm not going to spoil anything, but there's yeah. one part where I, I knew it was going to happen. I knew something. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, Stu. I do, indeed. Put the things on. And, <laughs> and I knew it was going to happen. Even when then, it was like, man, oh, God. <laughs> I mean, there is there is no doubt that that game has got so much atmosphere. Yeah. Um, People it, that might not know what this game is, we might have some new listeners okay. just explain okay, what. Okay, part three. It's a kind of a point and click adventure game. Uh, it's very creepy. You're investigating a series of murders. You're in this abandoned apartment building. There's like filth and graffiti on the walls, and everything's really weird. And there's this bizarre, creepy doll that keeps showing up and freaking you out. And they've started to add in the past games, the other two, there are. Mo- it's all still shots. Yeah. And so you're going in this apartment building. The thing they do so well is you'll go into – there's like you, – you see three doors, okay? And and so you go in the first door, and then you get what you need from in there, and you come back to the main room. You go in the second door, and you come back to the main room, and now there's something new in that room, and it suddenly is there, and you were so yeah. used to the room being one way, and now it's different, and there's someone standing or something, and you're just like, ah! And, don't, and just, for people that don't know, this is an indie game. Available. It is an indie game. It's a, yeah. it's a mate. It's a it, you the know, best it's indie a. Game there is. It is. It is a very cool game. I mean, there was one perspective puzzle that I really liked that I didn't figure out straight away. Perspective. Um, yeah, the, with the with the photograph is all I'll say. Oh yeah, right. That and I was good. like, and I couldn't figure it out, and I was like, use and nothing were happening. And uh-huh. oh, uh-huh. Why is he not appearing? Yeah. Yeah. And then I yeah, and I was and, like, huh. uh, and this time. In addition to just putting things up there suddenly in that room when you're not expecting, they also started adding some motion. Yeah. So, like, you go back to the main room, and now there's this shadow walking off into the distance. You're like, what is that? Who is that? What's going on? And the weird thing in the bathtub. That was creepy. Oh, man, that freaked me out. <laughs> that was so creepy. Because I was playing. My wife was out of, out of the house, and so I'm in there, and the sun is setting because it sets early now, you know, and, like, the sun's going down, and it's dark, and I got the volume turned off. And, ah! and then it suddenly it's like, oh, my God. So, yeah, it was. it's such a fun experience just freaking you out. I've got to say, if anyone wants to take a lesson in making a creepy, scary, disturbing game, they just need to take a look at it because it is it just drips atmosphere, doesn't it? You I just sort of, love it. I mean, I yeah. got it. As soon as you told me that, I had to wait until I had a little free time. But then I downloaded it, and I sat and played it and finished the whole thing in one sitting. And it's just so good. Yeah, it took an hour, it? an hour and 40 minutes it took me. Okay. I love yeah, Raptor. Sounds about right. Ooh. Each chapter, you know, there's three. About an hour and a half, two hours for each. That's something I could get into. Like, if it's that short, totally like... it. I think you'd like it. It, it, it some, I, I think the puzzles in this weren't as difficult as in the no, earlier they were, games. they definitely weren't. There were a couple in the early ones where I was really scratching my head. Yeah. You know, trying yeah. to work but out. But it's not, out. I was never driven to a walkthrough. I have never been driven to a walkthrough, which no. I think is really good. Because, you know, like with Braid, I sucked at that. So I think that says something about the fact that the puzzles in Decay are all about, you just got to think about it and be creative and, you know, just brainstorm a little bit and you'll get it. Yeah, no, definitely. And I've, I've a, a couple of times with the second one, especially um, yeah. with the final puzzle on that, which was tricky. Yeah. You know, it yeah. took a lot of thinking out. And I actually 
walked away and came back later in the day or the following day and then did it yeah. you know, when I'd sort of it suddenly dawned on me what I had to do and there was a bit in this game where I sort of knew what I had to do but I had a bit missing and I couldn't understand where the missing bit was and there's also a thing in this one where is that little moving the board around for the marble to go yeah, I had no issues. I didn't really care for that. I had no issues with that, but this, the the final one I, I really struggled with. Yeah. It took me a while to work out how to sort of switch it around so it was going yeah. in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. It's the final tricky. one. But yeah. yeah, it's very, very clever little game. And to be honest with you, there's only about, what, probably about five or six puzzles in the whole game, but because they're quite well-crafted, you do yeah. take time to think out what the hell, and you're going backwards and forwards to different... Yeah, it's true, and you got to get stuff from different parts of the place yeah. and... I just can't sing its praises enough. It is a, it is a great little game. They have done yeah. something pretty amazing there on the indie game. And it's cute because they had, I guess you showed me there was a trailer, and on the comments section people were like, I can't wait for it to come out, and I put a comment up, and the person responded from the game studio, and it's just cool that you had that interaction. We should see if we can get them on. Yeah, I, I, I've already tried, if you remember. We got uh-huh. a, a sort of an email. Oh, yeah, that's right, that's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but they're not for talking because they're, they're right. from, I think they're from uh, Norway or somewhere right. like that. It's too cold and dark up there. Yeah, yeah, but they they weren't for coming on, but they were quite happy to do Norway. Yeah. But I could maybe have another go. I could send them another email and see if I get yeah. any further this time. See but... if you can get in touch with Julian Assange too. Yeah, who's that? WikiLeaks dude. Uh, oh, oh, oh. no, he's in Britain right now, isn't he? Mm, really? Oh, no, because nope. he had sex without a condom. Fine. <laughs> anyway, on. anyway, anyway, and Love Film came through again for me uh, in this last week because uh, he sent out Epic Mickey, which is <laughs> the top of my list. So they sent out exactly what I wanted. So, you know, can't complain. They pull through now and again. I know they've done all right. I've been touch wood. I've had pretty much, apart from my uh, when they sent me Just Calls 2, uh, they've sent me pretty much everything I've asked for. So I've, I've been pretty impressed with them so far. Um, but anyway, so I thought, oh, game for Millie to play. You know, she'll like this. You know, three. I thought it's not for kids. Well, it's a U. It's a U certificate, so it's oh. universal for all. All right. But it is pretty dark. I've got to say, the opening section is pretty dark. You know, they have Mickey at the beginning, right? This is no one of They have him tied Slicing up, slicing off Goofy's head. Well, not quite that, but they have <laughs> him, they have him tied up to a rack. You know, yes. like a, a stretching rack that you stretch people with, sort of thing. I might like to see that actually. And and this mad professor dude has got all got this like mad yeah the crazy doctor yeah the crazy doctor's got this like mad robot thing with all different attachments. Well, it does a it does a bit of the Penelope pit stop type thing, you know, with all the you know like a a, like a chainsaw just about to cut it, cut Mickey in half and stuff like that. Well, those that those are like taken from the old Mickey cartoons, so. Yeah, I mean it is quite dark, but I think you just like I think we're just too sensitive to those things. They're not like you in general. I think everybody is yeah. like you well, say, we, oh, we know Mickey Mouse in a certain context that's a little yeah. different. When he first but like that, that's you look. You watch the early like the, the crazy doctor thing. Like I mean, he's like some wicked thing. Like he was. He, I mean, yeah, he was trying to kill him. Like yeah. you know, yeah. like in their dreams and stuff. Yeah. Um, but you know, when you're a kid watching that, you don't think about that. You, but as an adult, you go, oh, that's a bit. So I I, th- I just think like it, it, they're all inspired by um, the old cartoons, and because they're so old, we just we didn't realise how dark there was. But it's still fine. Everybody grew. Up, no one grew up murderers who watched Mickey Mouse. No, I mean the the interesting Apart from John thing, the murderer. Yeah, John the murderer. Oh, John. Yeah, poor John. Always um, murdered people. The interesting thing was though, Millie played it for probably about fifteen minutes, and then she went, uh, "I'm bored of this now." 
Damn. Put the controllers down and walked off, and I was like, oh, okay. Warren Spector would cry. I know, I know, but a lot of people have said the opening's not very good, and it only really gets going sort of a third of the way in, you know. Maybe Millie needs to see three games through more. I know. <laughs> Alan I know. Tang, Millie Syndrome. She has, she has. But yeah, she she just completely lost interest. She hadn't. She was just like, uh, and she couldn't. The camera was a bit iffy in places, and she couldn't jump. And then she kept missing where she was meant to jump. And then she got frustrated, and then she was like, "Right, I'm going now." <laughs> that was that. So there you go. But I have I played a little bit of it, but I didn't play enough to really give an informed view. And and unfortunately, Assassin's Creed Brotherhood is. I have played the very opening of that, but that is all I've played. Uh, and it's, that's it's the one still... you said you were going to have a re- more comprehensive review this week, right? Yeah, but I've been playing Mass Effect too, so it, yeah, okay. it just hasn't happened. Okay, it just doesn't. we'll forgive you. Yeah, but next uh, week we're going to hold you to it. I know, I know, okay. and and that really is about it for me for this week. That's that's pretty much what I've been. So there you go. So there you go. Look, and I went first today. How about that? Hey, how about that? I know. How about that? Right, Duke. What have you been up to? Well, speaking of love film coming through for you, Gamefly finally sent me the game that I originally signed up to get. Yeah. Rapstar, right here in my hand. Thank you, yeah. finally. Yeah. Uh, but I got it today, so I just got home from school. I haven't had a chance oh. to play it. I can't say anything about it. I'm sure it'll be fun. It's basically, you know, SingStar, but with rap music instead. So I look forward to that. It'll be fun and silly. Can you, can you not sort of boot it up and give us a live demo? No, it's in the other room. Uh, that's a shame, isn't it? Yes, I'm sorry. We could have but, listened you know, to you. Two rapid. years ago, a friend of mine asked me to say some MC rhymes. There you go. There's your live demo. Uh, I also got Transformers War for Cybertron, but I haven't played that yet. Uh, I that's will. all right. That's okay. I like that. It, it seemed like, you know, whatever. Again, I needed to put some stuff because they weren't sending me anything, so I wanted to put something on my queue. Yeah. Uh, I finished Saints Row 2. Yeah. Hey. It's a good ending. I, 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 from what I remember, I remember. It, it is. It's a good funny. ending. The the about two or three missions from the end, I was like yelling at the screen. I'm done. I want to be done with this game. It just yeah. felt like it kind of kept going because you got like what is it, three or four gangs you're fighting, and then you there's got this three. Like, yeah, you got three gangs, um, and then you've got with, like ten or fifteen missions on them. Yeah, and then you've got the uh, the the big corporation that uh, right. corrupts and all that jazz. And... Man, it gets intense. And the last mission, you're flying this helicopter around their HQ, and you have to blow up the power stations that are protecting it, but it's very hard to see where the arrow's pointing for those. And meanwhile, there's this other heli- series of helicopters that keep coming in and launching heat-seeking missiles at you, and it's like, uh, I had to do that like ten times. It was really frustrating. But I finished it, and there were some really great moments in it. Uh, there's this one mission where you get nuclear waste, and there's Keith, this brother. Keith, David, Keith David's character pops up. Which one end. is he? He's the, uh, the black guy who turns up at the church or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's in the uh, first. That's Keith David. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I know you're talking about. Um, and uh, the so nuclear waste. Sorry, I the nuclear waste. You know, no, and there's this group you're fighting, the Brotherhood, who they put tattoos all over themselves. So you manage to sneak the nuclear waste into the tattoo needle, and so the guy gets the tattoo, and then he goes, yeah. "Oh God, my face!" I was yeah. like, oh, "That's gruesome." Uh, the, uh, some of the, I mean, the endings to those because you get every every gang has like a leader, yeah, yeah. and yeah. then. Um, Every like so, every and every ending to like the gang missions, if that makes sense, yeah, is just yeah. like the you fighting the leader. And yeah. I thought that was all great. I mean, you, that one that you put Bernie's face with nuclear waste is 
That's the one where you fight him in the, the destruction. Uh, and then you fight him in the army. demolition derby. Yeah, yeah, that's the demolition derby. Yeah, that's it. And but but before you do that, you meet him like on a rooftop, and you have to just take him down. And I fired twenty five rockets at him and took his health down maybe two thirds of the way. And I thought, yeah. come on, I get hit with two and I'm dead. He can yeah. take twenty five and keep going. What is that? They're pretty um, good though. I like they are good. I mean, it's a fun game. Is. It's just a little silly to you know wail on this dude, fire you know you're, you're shooting him with AKs and you know missiles and rockets, and then the cutscene comes and it, it looks like he's okay. dead, but then he gets up and he starts punching you. Wait a minute, what? How is he alive? Yeah. Well, it's, you got to take it. You put that mentality. Whatever. It's, yeah, it's, it's a silly stupid. game and it's fun. So there is a one scene where he was talking with Shondi, you know your your female friend, uh, and she's playing skee ball. <laughs> he goes, "What is this game?" Because I got the guy with the British accent. He's like, "What is this game?" you brought me here to play and she's like it's ski ball it's fun he's like i don't know how to play this and he picks up the ski ball you're supposed to roll it up the hill you know and he starts throwing it overhand he's like why isn't it going in the hole and she's like uh so that was silly and then i realized you know what missions i really love in any game like this is any mission where someone else is driving and you have either a rocket launcher or an ak-47 or some big powerful weapon and you're just taking out everybody that tries to chase you down i love yeah. missions like that there was yeah. one when you had a box of fireworks and you kept throwing them out of the truck and they would go off and blow up the car behind you and then send fireworks up in the air it was fun and silly and exciting so. yeah yeah i mean i played the first sort of couple of hours with um, with surface lizard yeah so yeah i cool. played some of it but just didn't play enough of it really it's it's fun. i mean you know, I, like i said i was really ready to be done at the end but whatever well, one yeah. of my favorite ones in Saints Row 2 while we're still on it uh is you're doing a mission for some guy i can't remember and he starts singing what's on the radio oh uh, yeah and every really time fun. Yeah. There was Final Countdown. Whenever that comes on, the dude in your car starts going. Doo, 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 yeah, doo, and there's doo, an doo, achievement doo, doo. as well that you get an achievement for. Is there really? For the, yeah, like oh. if you sing to the radio, you you get an achievement. So. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, fun game. I'm uh, really glad I played it, and I was ready to be done with it. So I went and sold it. But before I did that, I played Ilo Milo. Uh, oh, Ilomilo. Is it Ilo Milo? Or Ilomilo. Ilomilo, whatever. But I've been, um, that, that's interesting. I was going to say, I've been playing that in co op with Millie, and she absolutely loved that game. It's fun. It's cute. It's yeah. frustrating that the co op plays exactly like the single player version. Well, he sort of doesn't. You can't play both of the characters at once. No, you can't. But don't you, don't you think it's so cool, though, when you're not actually playing? <laughs> And if you press... Send a little drummer up. Yeah, and there's like one that plays a trumpet or something. Yeah, yeah, the tuba. He's really cute. It is very cute. There's no doubt about it. It's a very cute game, yeah. But you've always got to... You've still got to do that because that's the way... You've still got to do the switching, which is... But he's still... But then again, I mean, you know, in in a way, the way that the game is structured, it kind of makes sense because the whole idea is for you to meet up together. And at certain points, like, okay, this person's going to go and activate this lever, which sends this thing upward. And then the other person has to go underneath at that point or whatever it is. So yeah, it's, it's fun. It's definitely worth playing. Uh, We didn't buy it, but the Duchess and I had fun playing that. Oh, It's a brilliant little game. And like I say, Millie was obsessed with being the one to meet me. I wasn't allowed to go to her. She had to come (laughs) to me and she kept telling me off if I went to her first. Yeah. And she's like, switch back, switch back, because I can come to you then. <laughs> so she was... Uh, uh, but the difference between playing that with her and watching her play um, Epic Mickey couldn't be any more different. Sure. She was just and I think that has a lot to do with, yeah, like the way things look. And, you know, Elamalo is very cute. And, um, yeah. So it was fun. So it's still weird the way the marketing is. I still think that's a weird way of it. Doing is it is kind of weird. They must it have is, some ultimate motor that I don't weird. know about. But apparently Maybe it's... Maybe it's a way they're like keeping it quiet, but now, but then later on with like Connect or something, they'll, they'll well, make it available. 
I've heard it's getting an official release in January sometime properly onto the onto the marketplace. Oh, and this is just like an early sort of look for anyone who's come across the site or whatever. Beta type of thing. Yeah, I'll put it in the show notes for people though from last week so they could you know, get a code and everything. Yep. Oh, they'd stick it up in the show notes. So I took my games, uh, I suppose I had the Saboteur and Saints Row 2 and something else, two other games, and I sold them, and I was wandering around the game shop, and I just couldn't figure out what I wanted to get. And I was like, none of this is really jumping out at me. And I was looking at that cell-shaded Prince of Persia, and I was like, what about Wolfenstein? Because I had like 20 bucks, and I was like, none of this is really jumping out at me. I could get a new game, but then I'd have to pay a lot of money. Uh, and this guy who worked there kept going, or he, I guess he asked me once, and then I made it clear I wasn't interested. He goes, do you have any questions I can answer? And I was like, no, thanks. I'm just looking. And he goes, uh, questions might include, have you played it? Is it any good? And I was like, all right, thanks. That's why that's like, there's a saying in this country for that. It's yes. called it's called selling ice to the Eskimos. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. That's kind of how I felt. But I, what am I going to say? Like, I know everything about these guys. You can't <laughs> tell me anything. Go fuck yourself. But, hey, um, call to Newcastle. There's yeah, right. boy. <laughs> so just keep keep them coming. These are cute. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> selling so lollipops. Selling lollipops to uh, people dogs. who eat a lot of lollipops. But you just yeah. made that up, didn't dogs. you? Yeah, it's a common British sign. You got Alan <laughs> so Wake. Alan Wake. Yeah. Oh, excellent. Yay! I haven't started playing it yet. Because to be oh. honest, I was sort of like. Okay, this is kind of this is like twenty five dollars, so I'll play it. Was it was I, I wasn't really all that excited, but I will play it. Wasn't Deadly Premonition there? I'm sure they'll give you that. <laughs> yeah. They didn't have Deadly Premonition. But it was funny because this one kid comes in and he's like, Black Ops, Black Ops, Black Ops, where is it? And I was looking at the used games. I'm like, it's blaps, not blaps, over blaps, here, dude. Blaps, yeah. blaps, blaps, blaps. So whatever. Um, but as I was driving home, I was like, you know what? I'll see what the communist store has. You know, my local shop, it's awesome, <laughs> yeah. but you don't have a very good selection. And it's like, so. I don't really want anything you have. Too bad you play nothing then. <laughs> uh but to my surprise, they had the new 007 game, Bloodstone. Oh, I saw you. Ah. So I got it. Yeah, yeah. Is it a clap, um, though? Well, you know, uh, hey, how does it compare to Quantum of Solace? Let's see. Oh, oh, boy. Uh, the gameplay is really fun. There's much more variety than there was in Quantum of Solace. So there's a lot of chasing people in cars and on boats and stuff. Uh, and there, there's one scene where Surface Lizard mentioned Chase HQ at some point, I remember, and oh, I love that game, and there's there's this chase scene where you have to ram the car in front of you in order to stop him, and I was like, yes, because when you do it, it's real satisfying, you know, you've been chasing him for five minutes, and then it's like, ah, take that! Um, you see, I was going to say, this 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 game has, has got a lot of criticism, you know, there's a lot it? of people said it's terrible, yeah. yeah a lot, well, not terrible, just kind of like, eh, media. Yeah. I, I suppose I could see that, but well, I, I, I think. The, the, sorry, dude, but like, I, I think Quantum of Solace got the same. Um, yeah, dude. Same like kind of reception, like mediocre. But um, well, all of us are guilty for like liking a game that is just just mediocre and. Okay. Oh, I, I definitely so, am. <laughs> so liking games that other people don't. So you know, I, 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 I mean, I like I like games like Wanted and stuff like yeah. Yeah. Fight and Vanquish, where. You know, they're okay. They're just fun to play. So I think this is where Bloodstone probably falls. Well, you yeah. tell me. You've been playing it. There's so. a lot of luck on aiming, which is fine. Uh, the quick aim is a little buggy because you, you're supposed to be ducking in and out of cover real quick, you know, and then you can release the trigger and then press it again in order to lock onto a target. But it doesn't work very well, so it's a little buggy in that sense. Uh, it also has the sort of – it's kind of like the detective mode in Batman Arkham Asylum. 
you oh. turn your oh, yeah. smartphone, I, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, and you turn it on, and, and it shows you, let's see, where the enemies are moving around, where the exit, where you're supposed to go next. Does that work? Or it works great, but it's it, like the detective mode. Why would you ever turn it off? You know. Yeah. So you, you spend most of the game in this sort of weird green tinted neon. Yeah, exactly. Which is fun. I mean, it's all right. And I, it, it's once you get the hang of how the game works, you don't need it as much, so you can sort of save it for when you do need it. There are some heavy rain-esque evidence-gathering moments where you sort of... Really? Yeah, yeah. It's like this person you know, left this note here on the desk or something, and then you click on the phone, and there's a little blue icon. You go over to it, and then you sample it. Um, you're not really trying to put together pieces of a puzzle so much, but it is that same sort of feeling of, you know, walking over to this evidence spot and, you know, kind of like, in, again, Batman, you pick up the trace of the person's perfume or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, more than anything, I'd say that the writing is pretty silly. Uh, there's, you know, there's, there's a moment where you're down in some catacombs or something and you come upon some guards and they've been told to pay attention, there's someone down there. And then they hear a noise and they go, what's that noise? Probably just rocks falling and stuff, so, you know. And it's yeah, just like, it's yeah. just one of those again. Well, to be fair, I mean, this this was presumably the last game uh, that Bizarre made before they it were is, shut I was, down. I forgot it was Bizarre, yeah. so yeah, it starts up. I'm like, ooh, Bizarre. So yeah, yeah. And, you know, there's one part where you're driving with this woman or she's like, here, why don't you take the wheel? And then she goes, I feel much safer with a man behind the wheel. I'm like, what the Yeah, f- but that's just James Bond though, isn't it? Surely. It is James Bond. So I, yeah, yeah, I'm not expecting. Um, I mean, out of interest, it's got 62 at Metacritic from 48. That's not, that's not terrible. Yeah. I mean, just mediocre. Yeah, it, like we've been yeah that's pretty much what yeah. I expected. And it's, the game is pretty much what I expected. You know? I mean, a couple it's of the fun. user reviews have given it 8. One gave it an 8, a 6, a oh, 4. They, they don't give anything like that. But, do you know, it's interesting because like, the bad reviews like uh, Luke War mechanics all around linear and mostly uninspiring level design, last-gen graphics, broken AI... Uh, painful to watch cutscenes and a limp script, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can't really argue with any of that. But then the question is, like, how much does that matter? I mean, well, the mechanics is the most annoying thing. But I'd say they generally work pretty well. I don't know if I'd call them flawed overall. It's just it is very linear. The graphics are nothing to write home about. I'm, it's short. There's like six chapters, and I'm already done with three of them. So. Uh, there's nothing I'll, wrong with the game being linear, though, is that? No, like, definitely no. not. I, like I said, I'm having fun with it. It's entertaining. If you like Quantum of Solace, you'll like Bloodstone. Uh, just don't be expecting too much. Well, that guy wants to play Deadly Premonition. Then he can <laughs> yeah, complain exactly. about mechanics in a game. Uh, and then finally, uh, there's going to be a Black Ops play date on the Xbox 360. Sorry, Surface Lizard. He wrote Yeah, wasn't, wasn't somebody meant to announce one of those? On yeah, I know, I know, I know. Anyway, I'm announcing it now. Pipe down. Uh, Sunday, 12th of December, 6 p.m. UK time, uh, noon U.S. Central time, and meet up, and we'll hang out, and we'll shoot each other on Black Ops. It'll be fun. Join us. There you go. That's me done. Um, are you going to get the times right this time, though? I hope so. <laughs> times right this time. I have got them wrong in the past, but I'm working hard to make them yeah, right now. Working hard. So, Chinny, Chinny, finally coming to you. What have you been Hey, doing? hey, hey. Quickly, Fable 2 is finished. Hey. Yay. Fantastic. What, did, what oh. did you think of the finger prod at the end? A finger prod? Well, that's how mine finished. I've prodded him off with my finger. It was rather amusing. Oh, right. With your finger? How yeah. It was just a finger prod. I went up. He was sort of... He was like overbalancing off the platform and I went up and I just prodded him with my finger and he fell off and that was the end of it. Well, that didn't really happen with me. Oh, did it not? Huh? Um, that was just a normal ending. No, I just shot him in the head. Ah, oh, no, I prodded him off. It was way more satisfying. It was like, you know, in Worms, when you do the prod off. So, yeah. Know, it was like that. 
Yeah, look, this was so fun because he was saying, you are stupid, don't do it. What are you doing? And I was like, bang, shut up, you killed my sister. Um, so, yeah, that's what I was doing then. Yeah, um, yeah so Fable 2 is done. Um, but I think I'm going to continue playing it a little bit because there are some side quests kind of popped up when I, when I finished the game. And I still, like, I've been doing side quests. I've been doing plenty of them. Um, and I didn't think that I was at the end when I was. Yeah. I was like, wow, like, I, I didn't think I was at the end now. Um, it doesn't take long to get to. If you just concentrate on the story, it's quite cool. Yeah. I was, I, I, when I play those types of games, I, I, I even it out. You know what I mean? I do a, a main quest here and there, then I'll do some side quests and stuff. But I, if I'd have known that was the last mission, I, I, would, I, would, I would have uh, done some more side quests. So I, let me ask you this. Are you going to start Mass Effect 2 now, then? <laughs> Come on, uh, I think we've got to get a commitment here on this for the end of the year show. Yes. I think yeah. you've got to do it. So the thing is... <laughs> Come on. Um, What's the thing? Okay, uh, well, I don't know. I don't know what the thing is. I've got quite a few games like, kind of lying around ready to be played. Uh, yeah. So I don't know what to play. There's totally sounding like Chad. I know. I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say. Is it? Come on. <laughs> come on. Mass Effect 2, man. Mass Effect 2. I've got the orange box to kind of replay. I want to replay all those. Right, come in, come in. Yeah. You've right. already played that. It's not Mass this year. Two, no, no, no. Mass Effect 2 is a potential game of the year, so you've got to play it, haven't you? Also. Yeah, but so is New Vegas. True. True. New Vegas. Yeah. Also. Shut up, Stu. Blops. Also. Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> Undead Nightmare. Yeah, no, that is worth, and that's only about six hours, so that's pretty quick, six to seven hours. Also, I've got um, uh, what's that game called that I've got on my hard drive? What's that game called by Epic? That arcade game. Oh, Shadow Complex. Um, yeah. yeah, I've got that. Which, I really want to start which that. Reminds, which reminds me, I've got something to say about Chur, who uh, made that game. Say it now, just do it. Well, they're they're doing the new iPhone game, aren't they? The new. <gasps> Yeah, Infinity Blade, it's called. Oh. It's coming out this month. Now, interestingly, I've heard some more info on this. It's quite an interesting concept for an iPhone game um, because it's like endless boss battles one after the other. I think you said this last week. Yeah, but I've heard a bit yep. more about it, and apparently um, it's quite going to cool. say more about it's it. Sort of, well, it's sort of on rails, apparently. And there's this thing called the God King, I think it's called. The I don't sword. know how you would have a I know. boss battle, endless series of boss battles without it being on rails. Yeah, yeah. But you get beaten every time by, obviously, the last by the big boss that you're trying to kill because, obviously, he's too hard for you. And you oh, know, so it's the same boss. It's the same big boss. No, no, you fight different ones on the way to him. But, obviously, the final boss is the same every time, and every time he kicks your ass. You know, until you obviously get level, you know, whenever you get to that point where you're at a high enough level to beat him. Right. I see. So it's like a really, really linear sort of RPG game. But I think it's interesting, the concept of it, you know, to... I'm a bit disappointed that they haven't done a sort of free roamy thing after playing Epic Citadel. Well, not playing it, but experiencing that. They obviously could do it. They're probably working on one. Yeah. But I'm guessing, you know, that little demo is only one small section of what would be a massive RPG if you had it as a real one. So I guess they just haven't got the memory. Because it'd have to be about four or five gigs in size, wouldn't it? Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, it'd be absolutely massive um, to actually work. But, and, you know, I'll, I will definitely be picking it up and giving it a whirl. I think it's going to be two ninety nine or three ninety nine. So I'll definitely pay the money and let you know what I think about it when it comes out. Um, I bet you will. I would certainly will. I certainly will. Sorry, carry on, carry on. <laughs> Wasn't you sorry. talking about what he's been playing? Sorry about that. It's all right. Yeah, so Firewall 2, done. Might play it a little bit more. I'm also playing Split Second. Yeah, no, I heard, yeah, I saw, saw some tweets. Didn't you tweet about that? I don't know. Maybe. May have done. Sounds, May have done. Sounds like something I've done. Now, Split Second, for people that don't, don't know, is my type of racing game. It's fast, it's crazy, uh, silly, unrealistic, lots of flashing and bangs and explosions. Um, and it's a racing game where you get power-ups by drifting and drafting, which is following somebody from behind, and uh, jumping. And you got those power-ups, and then when you, you can unlock blue ones, which are like explosions that you can trigger, or red ones, which is like this massive kind of epic, like, I don't know, plane crashing in or something. Uh, it's I, I think uh, this game got released the same time as Blur, as you know, Stu. Yes, indeed. Um, and it got compared to Blur a lot, because they're both kind of similar-ish. Um, I think this is better than Blur. Absolutely better than Blur. It's it, wow. it's nicer to look at. Um, the, the, it's just the, the the how it feels. You know, when um, I think sound has a lot to do with this game. The, the sound in the game is brilliant. The explosions feel like really like meaty, and when they when you're close to them, all the effects on the screen and all the sound effects like just and and like the the way the control sorry the car kind of get sucked in or blown out by the, the it all feels perfect all right and you really feel it's like one massive james bond car chase over and over and over again duke i really think you'd, you'd like this yeah i was looking at it i might pick it up at some point i think you'd like this kind of game because it's just silly crazy nonsense driving yeah. and over the top it, it, like the the massive epic um like there's one where you press it, and this like boat, this massive cruiser boat will just crash into, you know, the the, the track, and then you like I thought, oh, you can only trigger these once, but now you can trigger them again, and then they'll explode again, you know. So there's there's same there's more, boat, the shows same up the boat, same yeah. Stuff. No, not not the same boat where it's crashed into, yeah. Mm. It'll crash it'll fall over or something. Into, into something else. So nice. every time you alter, if you move a boat or crash a bridge or a plane or a building it yeah. alters the alters the uh, track right yeah. so it changes the track and it you can't you can't go to where you previously went you'd have to go to this new place and then you know something else might happen and, and it might realign the track again in yeah. a different way and it's just yeah, I like that cuz I was worried that it would be like okay I'll have the boat crash and then the next time I play that track I'll have the boat crash again and then you know well there there is some of that of it. Did you, I, I was going to say that. Did you know? Have you not found it's getting a bit repetitive now? The thing is, like the the sta- there are the you know you do play the similar stages, right? Um, so that the, they're the same stage, they're like the same area, but they, they corner off different streets. So you mm-hmm. you kind of I was like I recognise this building, but usually I turn left after this building, mm-hmm. but they've cornered it off because it's a different track, and you turn right and you go okay, I'm seeing a different part of the map now. Um, and there's like bridges that just completely collapse. Um, you can open up shortcuts for yourself, 
But that yeah. that's really cool because uh, you can. It's kind of a risk reward thing because if you open it up too early, um, other people can follow them, follow you through your shortcut. If you open it too late, it, the shortcut will open, but it'll close again really quickly. All right. So right. if if you don't go through it, it will close and smash you in the you know smash your car in. You have to open it at the split second yeah. before. Split you, second. So if you if you time it right, you can slip through, and the person behind you will try it, yeah, and they'll crash straight into it. So there's the, it's really cool. Like, yeah, okay, I could open up a shortcut, but would it benefit me because the person behind me is just going to take it if I'm not quick enough? Mm-hmm. You know, there's lots of like different things, and there's a lot of trial and error in these in these tracks as well, like in the races, which. Um, I thought I wouldn't be a fan of, but I, I really like it because it's like, oh, you, you have to drive around the track a couple of times and figure out where the big like set pieces are that you have to blow up. Mm-hmm. And then um, you go, okay, so if I save it up, I'll know what's coming. I'll know that there's a boat. There's, there's one point where there's a boat on a slant um, held up by some like stoppers. And guess what? You can make that whole boat slide across and... It lets you do instant replays. You, you, sometimes you wreck five cars in like in one go. Nice. It's amazing. There's also other there's the time trials, which I can't, I don't like time trials in racing games, but they're really they're really good in this because it's it feels like Trials HD. It's a little bit like you know keep going, fail. Okay, this thing explodes. Let's try again. Or just it's like memory. It's like Simon Says. All right, yeah. so it's like a memory game. You've got this thing explodes. This thing doesn't. This thing goes this way, and then you kind of have to work your way through it. There's another one. Yeah, so it does it. It does it the same way every time. And it's yeah, in the time trial. Yeah, way. yeah. Okay. Um, there's so many different. Like the thing is, we blur. I just kind of found it a, a little bit boring, like a bit samey. There's 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 other ones where there's a helicopter trying to shoot missiles at you. Right. All right, and you have to dodge the missiles, but later on you can deflect the missiles and nice. kill the helicopter. There's another one where there's loads of lorries just in front of you, and you have to dodge all the the, the explosive barrels that they're shooting at you, um, and see how long you can go for before dying. It's just it's brilliant. It's just so much. Can fun. I can I ask you a question? Obviously, you played the Modestorm Apocalypse uh, demo, a uh, uh, Euro game. How does it compare to that then? Do you think similar? But I, I think there's more. Well, well, I only played that a little bit, but there, it's, it definitely has a bit of that, like. Um, you know, things just exploding around and you feel like you've just ma- that that's the best feeling, you know, feeling like you've just made it. Just I mean there's a there was a bit in that, wasn't there, where where the whole track just dropped away underneath yeah. you. Yeah, as, and that happens we in a split second, like uh, the whole track just disappears beneath your wheels and you, you know, all of a sudden you're underground. Um yeah, I mean it does it does uh compare pretty well to Microsoft. I I I love this game. I just like the palette of it. It's very colourful. It's very like glossy and everything. And it's all a game show, by the way. You're in right. a game show. Um, and it's all episodic as well. So he goes, next time on Split Second. And then they all have like have themes. And he goes, today on Split Second. And it's just really cool. And the music's awesome. And even if you don't want to listen to music, you can just listen to music yourself or a podcast or something. It's just brilliant. I, I think Balling. I'm I'm considering uh, it to be. Did it was it released this year? It was. Yeah. I'm yeah, it was. This for one of my games of the year. No, really? Yeah. yeah. I oh, think it's. Man. I think it's up there. I love it. I absolutely love it. God, who knows? Who knows? And I bet I can pick that up pretty cheap now as yeah. well. 
I think both of you will. It really... isn't. It isn't even on my love film list. That you know, it's fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic. Oh, I, I like Blur. I just thought it was a little bit boring and samey. I'll tell you this... what. While 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 we're doing it, I will now add it to my add love it. film list. And you do. And you. I will do it. I do. Will do. probably trade in Bloodstone and get it. Yeah, I, I think it's brilliant. I think it's absolutely brilliant. So, um, thumbs up, split second is a lot right, of I'm doing fun. it now, I'm doing it now. I haven't played any of the multiplayer, but I'm guessing it's going to be kind of like a similar game type. So that was, but I I just love it. I, I just think, and another thing I was going to mention, the cars, you get different cars, obviously, you unlock cars. Um, and they feel different. Like, some are better at drifting. And obviously, the more you drift, like the more you get like a power-up. But the problem is with drifting, if somebody knocks you or an explosion explodes by you, like it'll put you in the drift, all right? And then it'll throw you off. So sometimes you want cars that are not so great at drifting. Sometimes you want cars that are really strong, but they're slow. If, you, if you're if trying to fight a helicopter, you'll get a really strong car. And the ones you get like a really fast car, that's not very strong. It's super cool. I love it. Well, I mean, it's, I mean what's interesting for me, you can get it, by the way, off Amazon for 12 quid. Wow. Yeah, like, I recommend anyone picking it up for £12. You know, or 10 quid if you get it used. You get it for 10 quid used. Buy it brand new. Just buy it brand new for 2 quid. Well, no, 12 Um But yeah, I think it's interesting because when we when we were Eurogamer last year in 2009, you played the demo there and really, really liked it. Mm. And then never really picked it up afterwards, did you? You didn't, you didn't nah. sort of go for it. Nah. I, I always knew I'd get round to it like now, but I just, I just didn't think I'd like it this much. I, I just thought it would be, you know, fun and I'll play it and get over it. But, yeah. you know, I'm renting it at the moment. I, I'm considering just picking it up, just yeah. taking it back and just picking it up. So I've got it forever. Well, I, I've put it on my rental list, so it's on there now. I mean, along, I, I'm not saying you'll like it as much as me, Stuart Luke, but I'm pretty sure that you'll like it. You'll enjoy it. You'll think it's fun. Pretty have you you've never played? Have you ever played Motorstone Pacific Rift? I haven't, no. No, you should play that. I think you'd like yeah. that as well. Yeah, that's my type of thing as well. Yeah, I like crazy cars. It's a lot well. of fun. It's a lot of silly fun. Yeah. Especially when you have those big bloody monster trucks just crushing everything underneath you. I, I'd love um, for there to be like a play date on Split Second, but you know, I don't think enough people play it. Yeah. Um, I'm but... sure, look, you've you got enough people together for Left 4 Dead too. I'm sure you can do it. I have the, I have the influence. Yeah, have. But yeah, I... I'm totally. Anybody wants to play split second with me, I'm up for it. Yeah, send emails to the podcast and Chinny will get them. Mm-hmm. Which is what's what's the email address for that? Podcast at veterangamers.co.uk. There you go. Send an email there and Chinny will get in touch and he'll play split second with you if you've got it. I'm sure some people probably still have. I'm Brilliant. Sure they have. It's so good. It sounds good. They have. Just it's just fun. It's just fun racing game. If you want a fun racing game uh, that you don't have to tune everything, you like explosions. Split second is the way forward. Yeah, I mean, I'm watching a little video for it now while we're talking on Shop 2, and it does look quite cool. It does look quite okay, cool. while Stu's listening to that... Yeah, anyway, yeah, and I think that's it, isn't that it, for everybody's been, haven't they? Have you got anything yeah. else? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh. He's... God, have you got something else? Lost Planet 2, I've been Oh, God, oh, yeah. Geez. Um, Monster Hunter. All right, I'll 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 keep this short, and I'll talk about it next week. No, you're all right. You, you keep it whatever you like. Okay. Uh, the story is ridiculous. Yes, it is. Well, yeah. I assume yeah. if it's like yeah. the first one, then yes. Ridiculous. I mean, very Japanimation-style cutscenes. Is that the still cut, the way the, they do Now, the cutscenes aren't as long as the first one, but it's <laughs> uh-huh. still ridiculous. 
Please make sense, Japan. Um, <laughs> I have no idea. No idea what's going on. But <laughs> if you like a game where you like shooting lots of massive bugs, it's like Starship Troopers, the game. Uh, and that is fine. Right? That's, that's fun. Shooting big bugs is fun. Right? And you just shoot the glowy thing on their head or arm. And then they die eventually, or like one of the bugs that you have to go in its mouth and shoot its heart, and then it poos you out, and then you have to do it again. Fun. The controls are ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, but you can you can alter them, can't you? No. So that... You can alter them in ridiculous ways. You can alter them in ridiculous ways. You can alter them in preset controls, but they're all yeah. ridiculous. Why would you press start to heal? Yeah, no one would. No one. Why? Start, it means start getting better. No, whatever. It's the controls, different. the controls are, are just like, I have no idea. They must have put two people in a separate But, but did you, it was a bounding box thing, wasn't it? Once you turned that no, off, it was No, no, the bounding box, no, I've took that off. Like, by yeah, default, yeah. that's off. So that's fine. Right. Okay. Um, but like to swap like weapons, like like you energize. I think you have to press Y and left trigger. Um, it, it's like I have no idea what they was thinking. To start, to pause the game, you press back. What, what the hell? What the hell is going on there? <laughs> yeah, and, and one of the controls is like you know you do a roadie run. So if you press and hold B, you can do a roadie run. But the camera doesn't move with him, so you can't really go. Uh, you can't turn and roadie run uh, to to roll forward. You know, you know, gears of war when you press A and you roll forward. Yeah, yeah. To roll forward, you have to crouch and press A. Mm. WTF, Japan? Yeah, I'm, I don't know what it is with Japanese weird. developers, but they're into really button combinations for the simplest Strange. of things. Yeah. Very, does it have a scoreboard at the end of every round? Yes, it does. Of course, what? it does. Yeah, yeah. Um, of course it does. Do you know it was weird, right? On Deadly Premonition, he didn't do that. He gave you sort of, but but like in the menus, there's a leaderboard option. Okay. And I was like, leaderboard? Is that online then with other players that have completed that level? Does it compare you to other Xbox Live players? No. You go on and it, <laughs> and it gives you the score there, whether you're A, B or C or whatever it is. So he's like, but he doesn't do it at the end of each. Yeah, well, at least it, at the least they're not competing with each other; they're competing with themselves. Yeah, do better yeah. than they did last time. It's at least just it like doesn't a... stop you, uh, stop the game, and say, "Hey, let's see how you did on that level." It doesn't. It doesn't <laughs> yeah. do any of that sort of uh, stuff. Just, uh, and the other thing, by the way, the other thing, and I know I said I wouldn't talk about Deadly Premonition anymore. Uh-oh. Oh, oh uh, god! But, but the one thing I never mentioned: there's extras. Um, within the game and I thought extras what's in that then and I went in it's Ricky Gervais and Steve no Martin. it had it had all the music from the game it had all of the cutscenes which you could just play one after the other like a big movie if that's what you really wanted to do and and within there it also had uh, photographs of all the locations that they'd photographed to use in the game and I'm not kidding you know as badly graphical as it was they were almost identical to wherever this real place in america was where they so the problem wasn't the bad graphics the problem was the bad place they were basing the graphics yeah, on. yeah no no it looked honestly it looked <laughs> like it had a picture of the diner obviously from wherever the real diner was and that's just what it looked like in the game why did we choose such a blurry diner to recreate <laughs> no. uh, what, what, what i'm thinking of now is like oh 
if you met the actor who played the, the main character, he's just like, he's just, he talks like that and he looks his like that. His face is all screwed up. Yeah. His face is like three polygons. Um, yeah, I, I was quite impressed with that, that they'd gone to that much effort, you know what I mean? That actually folks hey, have to hey, build hey. town somewhere. Remember when you talked about Deadly Premier? Sorry, that's <laughs> it. No more, I'm sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. so yeah, to finish on Lost Planet, really uh, um, the controls are awkward for awkward. They, they, they could be so much simpler, right? Um, uh, the game's ridiculous, the story's ridiculous, but it is fun to play. It is a lot of fun to play. The problem, a couple of problems with it is the safe distance is a little bit messed up. Like you have to backtrack quite a lot if you die, um, but it's not too bad. It's, it's not. It's not really bad. It's just kind of like oh, not here. Um, uh, yeah, the the, the, char- the characters are. Bo- I don't even know if I'm playing the same characters each episode. It's stupid. Uh, the the the, the the enemies that you fight that are huge and really satisfying when you kill them because they take a long while. It's not just like three massive hits with this right. and a dead. No, you have to put like a million bullets into them, right? And it feels when they down, you're like, yes, I absolutely took that thing down. You know, right. there's a little bit of that in Lost Planet One, and I can see them being like, "Hey, this was a good part of that game. Let's yeah, make it." The I've heard, of, I've heard of some people. It can take up to about twenty or thirty minutes to take down a boss in it. Yeah, look, I, I, I'd believe that. Like, we we worked on a boss for like fifteen minutes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that's that, that's great. I think that's quite unique. Like, the, on, and on you have top games now. You have like the mechs and stuff at some point, don't you? Cause yeah, they're fun. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, you, this random mechs just lying around, uh, yeah. and you just get in them, and they're super fun. And you feel like that was part of the for, plot of the first one is that they were developing these research things. Yeah. That, that, so I don't, I, it maybe worked in the story. Dude, that you're not paying attention I have to. no idea what's going on. <laughs> um, but like the, the 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 start of the game was really interesting actually because I'm playing it co-op with my friend and we started off and I was in a helicopter and he was on the ground, mm. right? And we couldn't see each other. And he's like, "Are we in the same game?" Yeah. Right. And it turns out I was flying to help him out. Nice. Yeah. And we was in completely different parts of the the map, and then we could come together and join together. So I thought that was really interesting. That was cool. Uh, the boss battles are fine. The controls are complicated for no reason. It's fun. Um, yeah, I, I'm liking it. I'll, I'll play it to the end. I, I, I think it's like a four out of five. It's very. It's a decent, fun bug shooting game. There you um, go. Let's there move on. Go. We're talking about. Yeah, move on. We need to do uh, Quamrian. Yeah, Indie Peak. Uh, yeah, yes. Winter. The first of the Winter Uprising games. This is. Oh, is it? Yeah, first of the Winter Uprising yeah. games. So yeah, go. let's play it. This is Michael Quigley, also known as Quarmian, on Xbox Live, and this week I'm going to be looking at Epic Dungeon. If you've been following the podcast, you've probably heard about the Winter Uprising in the indie games. If not, shame on you. Well, this is the first game that has come out in the Winter Uprising, and it's a pretty cool little rogue game and if you've never played a rogue game this is going to be a bit of a surprise for you because it's got a few unique aspects from that and at the same time if you've never played a rogue game this may not bother you at all because it actually feels quite a bit like another old game called gauntlet um very action oriented but what you get from the rogue is pretty cool you get a lot of random elements you get a self sense of discovery as you're pretty much figuring out what this potion does what that weapon does which May not be for everybody, um, but it does add a a lot to the game as far as when you're playing it. You you never know quite what you're going to get, and you never know that sense of you never really know what's around that next corner. 
um, as far as items and stuff like that goes. So it feels cool every time you pick something up. It just doesn't feel like random junk. Even though the majority of it, honestly, is going to be random junk, you've always got that kind of like almost fortune cookie feeling like, well, this could be the this could be the good one. Um, and it keeps you going. And it makes the game a lot of fun to, um, to play through. And it's not too much of a slog. The, the way it's set up is not really as mundane as most rogues are. They do tend to be very um, slow and methodical, whereas this is very, very action-oriented, very fast-paced, very monsters are constantly in your face attacking you. Um, all the special abilities are threaded to the face buttons, so you can, you know, belt them out really quick, aside from just naturally bumping into enemies to attack them. So it's there's very little thought going into defending yourself, so you can focus a lot more on the on the other stuff when you actually have to make a decision. And on those bits, you can take all the time in the world you want, and that's the nice thing. It's got this. It's got a nice blend of of I guess you could say action elements um, and RPG elements, along with um, you know classic type adventure stuff. Why do people play adventure games? It was for the exploration aspect, and this has a lot of that in it. Where you're just constantly discovering stuff and it'll, it will keep you going all the way to the end playing through multiple characters and it's just a quirky little game with a lot of stuff going for it and uh even after you die you leave a nice little grave behind for your next run to find and you know get a little item that is left over from your last run and it overall it's it's probably one of the coolest rogues i've played for a while and I highly suggest people checking out, even if you don't like rogues, even if you maybe just like Gauntlet or you just want to try something different. This is a really cool game and uh, definitely something uh, that's worth the dollar and uh, absolutely a nice way to shoot off this uh, this promotion for the indie games. There you go. Excellent. That's oh, yeah. a lot of but just ignore yeah. that last bit there. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's because I've not tidied it up at all. That's actually... Yeah. Um, yeah, so there you go. There you go. What do you think? What do you think then? Yeah. The first of the Winter Uprising games. So these are meant to be the quality titles that are going to push all the other games out, supposedly. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think they should have made Decay one of them. <laughs> yeah, I think they should have done. I feel like this game was a good effort, but the gameplay just felt kind of... Uh, you're just sort of bumping into people to fight them mostly, and your guy sort of spastically waves the sword back and forth. and it just No, he does it. No, 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 he does it. Is it a whirlwind swing or something? He uh, does. It probably depends on which play. character you choose. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But I had a guy who had a little metallic dude hovering near him, and I mean that was kind of cute as far as it went, but it's just sort of like you're discovering the map as you go, so the clouds are sort of parting as you walk down the hallway, and I just didn't really. Well, you can get. I mean, I picked up a scroll that was like a magic map, and then everything disappeared, so you could see the whole map at the same time. Yeah, well, I fine. feel like a lot of that stuff's kind of below the surface, and it's a little tricky to figure out exactly how it all works. Well, there isn't. I mean, that's what he was basically saying. In this game, it's a bit sort of hit and miss. You you can drink a potion that might poison you, but at yeah. the same time, it might sort of make you really hard to kill. Right, right. And, and you only get one life, that's it. There's no sort of, once your health runs out, that's the end of the game. Yeah, I right. thought that. I was like, yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. 
So, I mean, there's things I like about it, but I, I can't imagine. I, mean, I didn't even finish the demo. I was just sort of like, eh. This is a seriously hardcore RPG, isn't it? It this is like hardcore. About as but, hard as it gets. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I like my RPGs to be either more turn-based, obviously, but if not that, then... I mean, action doesn't even feel like it fits, because it's... You're not really doing much action aside from pushing your thumbstick into the enemy. Yeah, I was sick of those rats attacking me all the yeah, time. Yeah, it's like too human, but like 2D. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Well, it is a bit like that. It's them constant. Yeah, it is like too human because it yeah. was disappointing. Yeah, yeah, and there's constantly stuff coming your way. And you Dennis Dyack's going, "It's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be amazing." Um. Yeah, I'm. I'm with you two guys. Really, I didn't. I, I haven't didn't, said anything yet. You just guessed that. I... <laughs> I'm guessing you didn't like it much, but I didn't yeah, yeah. feel it at all. What did you like, think, then, Ginny? I was just gonna say it's. It's pretty. It just seemed pretty mediocre to me. Like, I, yeah. like I felt like I was stroking the enemies, and not killing them. <laughs> I was just like, oh, like that, stroking them with my sword. Um, but yeah, it 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 wasn't. It it just wasn't doing anything different. Um, and what what I was doing just wasn't even fun. So okay, if it wasn't doing anything different, was it fun? And no, it wasn't really. It well, it just, just felt. Like, it almost felt like you were just a magnet for the enemies. Yeah, you know, just, as soon I mean, as the clouds parted, they were just coming straight for you, yeah. straight away. Yeah, I, I, you know, quite compared it to Gauntlet, which again, which is a game that I loved um, when I was a kid. But the, the point of Gauntlet is that there's loads of enemies, and you play co-op mm. and. I know, back in the day that was pretty awesome, but this is just, it just seems, there's no RPG, well, there's not, there wasn't a lot of RPG stuff, G stuff in Gauntlet. And, no, uh, I, mean, I mean, I got a little, I got a little bit more sort of into it. Once I got down, went down the ladder and I got, I, I opened the whole map, I was just starting to get into it when the demo ran out, you know, when you got the time yeah. thing. Like, like I say, I was just thinking, yeah. you know, like I could, you know, I could play it, I suppose, but I wouldn't really think it's... Am- I didn't think it was amazing or anything like that. I just thought, yeah, you know, I can see what he's doing. But I, I-, I didn't think it was, you know, amazing fun or anything. I just thought, yeah, it's okay. You I know, thought it was that- okay. But- Nothing, it didn't it didn't do it. It didn't stick with me or anything. I was just like, bleh. Well, I'm hoping, I'm hoping there's a few more... Uh, to come, that might be a bit better because this one hasn't impressed me that much. I have to say, I wasn't. No, like... if this is their winter yeah. uprising, then and it, and also the advertising is it's going to be a bit of a freeze. Yeah, well, the advertising is that all these games are becoming all at the same time, one after the other, and really like you know crowding out all the other stuff. But that hasn't happened either, hasn't it? Yeah. Not really. There's a few of them out now. Now, what we're going to do next week? Quarmian is going to be on live. <gasps> so a bit of a, a bit of a preview there because we're. Oh. We're going to do a roundup of all the games, and he's just going to pick sort of the best four or five of them. He so better pick to... just the best four or five. So he's going to let us know yeah. which ones to play, and then he's going to come on the show, and we're just going to have a bit of discussion about them at the beginning of next week's show. So, Sweet. so it'll be a bit of a. Is swap he going to be? Is he going to be driving around while he's doing it? Possibly. Who knows? I need to play some HD games while I'm rolling my caddy. Possibly. Possibly. Right. To uh, anyway, to kick off the rest of the second part of the show tonight. Um, I'm going to kick it off with an email. <gasps> email. Um, so you'll have to bear with me because it is quite a big one. Uh, oh, and it sort of ties into a topic I've been thinking about for a bit anyway. So I thought... I, thought I know, there's nothing about sheep. Nothing about sheep. Well, I'm uh, going to take a nap. Wake me up yeah, when it's yeah, done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's something else. <laughs> um, anyway, so here we go. It's from James Bearden, otherwise known as a JC Meister. The JC Meister. Meister. 
Nice. Yes. Anyway, so he says, hi, uh, the JC Meister here. Uh, the other day, I listened to Surface Lizard's feature on Blops. Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah. In his rant, he says how every teenager would salivate over the fact that the new COD installment, an 18 certificate, and that the game uses a lot of unnecessary swearing to try and make uh, the character seem cool. By the way, just to interrupt here, um, I love Surface Lizard. I think he's very funny. Uh, and I, uh, uh, the, the next one, what we're going to play in this episode is great. But I didn't agree with his Blops one. Just no, no, that's fair enough. Agree. That's fair enough. Well, unfortunately, uh, we didn't get to listen to it before we recorded the show because I'm sure we would have had a few things to say about it. Yeah. But, uh, I, I, I didn't too late now. I think it's funny. It's, 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 it's funny. Listen, but I, I don't agree with it. Anyway, anyway. So he then goes on to say, um, I've never rented or purchased any other COD game and have therefore never played any other of the stories in full. As a result, I think the Black Ops has the best storyline in a COD game. Uh, I love that. I'm sorry, I love that line because he says, as a result, I think Black Ops... Of course <laughs> well, you will, because you haven't played any of this. the best COD game ever I've ever played. Uh, despite, uh, despite the unnecessary swearing and needless violence. Okay. As you may or may not know, I'm 14 years old. Uh, yeah, we've got a couple of those, haven't we, the younger listeners? Anyway, anyway. Uh, you have to stop the swearing now, Duke. And uh, yeah, whatever. And I still have Black Ops. Unlike most of my peers, I feel that Black Ops and sometimes games in general have lots of needless violence that doesn't add anything to the storyline. Basically, I think uh, some game makers should try and make games less violent so that the game doesn't have to have such a high age rating. In others, if a sequel uh, has got teens hooked. They must know uh, that whatever rating the game is, they will still plead and convince parents to let them have it, even if they are under the age limit. Uh, my mum is quite strict about video games uh, that are 18s, and is always a bit apprehensive about letting me have them. Good. Uh, yeah. Most other times I am told that I am responsible enough uh, to know the difference between virtual reality and real life. Good. So what I'm saying is, should age ratings be more based on people's ability to understand and differentiate between these two realities... Or the opposite, and try to crack down harder on people that buy games for underages, like me. I think that games now are becoming more higher rated, especially ones with amazing stories like Red Dead Redemption and Bioshock. And it would be a shame if people that really, truly uh, like an awesome gaming story are deprived of that by a small minority of hooded chavs. Of hooded chavs, so there you go. I'll leave that one with you all to ponder for a while. Uh, By the JC Meister. P.S. I haven't listened to episode 47. So I don't know what happened about the Chad situation, but as far as I'm concerned, I know. As far as I'm concerned, my answer is the ultimate question is definitely more Chad. Hey, there you go. Chair one here. So what do you think? What do you think of his points about game ratings and violence in games? You know, because he's. What I'm really trying to say (laughs) is that Sony. There you go. It always, I always think something else is going to come when you play that clip, and nothing ever does. <laughs> nothing uh, does. Nothing no. ever does. So, what do you think? What do you think? He's sort of basically saying that uh, you know, games ratings should be lowered and less violence in games, so that they could enjoy the story more. And uh, violence. What do you think? I mean, I, I agree that games shouldn't include violence unless it's like, unless it should be there. Like, you know, uh, unless hey, would this character do this right now? You know what I mean? Like, would this character like kill this guy? Legitimately, or you know, or is it just in there just to be violent? I agree with that totally. Like that's with any, you know, games, books, films. You know, if a character or you know, if a character 
does something that's just completely out of character, then it's stupid, and it's just been in there for that sake, uh, for shock value or whatever. So, yeah, that, that's I completely agree with that. Um, but, you know, we, we have to have guidelines. Like, we have to have age limits and stuff. Like, everything has to be rated because, I mean, I, I think it's, it's just kind of help exactly what it's doing but not doing at the same time. Just kind of help people that aren't really experienced with it um, or don't know anything about it before going in, you know, with a movie or something. You won't know anything about that movie. Well, some people won't. Um, before going in, say, hey, like you can't be this age. Or, you can't take your son into this one because you know it's a bit, it's a bit violent or there's sex in it. Um, but with games, obviously, you know, there's no you, parents can like buy it for them and take it home with look for a movie like a cinema. You have to go there. So what I'm trying to say is, come on. Come no, on. but but what the, the point he's making is he's saying should game developers take some of the violence out so no, they don't I'll, get I'll, such I'll, a high rating? Thing. See, I actually I, I think I have some sympathy with the the point that I would hope that he would agree with even if he's not actually making it himself, which is when a game developer sits down to say like let's make a story with a really interesting let's make a game with a cool story that's fun to play. Does that always necessarily have to mean, as it seems to be these days, that that story is going to involve Shooting violent everyone. bloody deaths? Yeah. <laughs> Lots and lots of people because I think in some cases it does. I don't think you can tell the story of Bioshock without a lot of death. I mean there are some games I think where there's got to be that, you know, bloody, you know, suffering. But for other – you know, I think there's a lot of other territory that doesn't get explored because people think that it's either going to be hardcore bloody violence over here or it's going to be, you know – we and you know Donkey Kong Country or you know silly yeah. Ilo Milo I mean, type of thing. I mean, to a certain extent, just going back to your point about Bioshock, that was like a fantasy setting, though, and and obviously the things in there were you know portrayed as being a you know completely unhinged because of the yeah. use of yeah. chemicals and stuff right. or whatever. Right. Um, so that sort of made sense because you're in this weird utopia that's not a utopia anymore and everything has gone to shit and all these, these creatures have ended up being there because they've overdosed on all these, you know, yeah, in effect yeah. like steroids or whatever. Right, right. Um, but when you take a game, I mean, for instance, if you take Black Ops as a story, you know, for instance, how how many enemy soldiers do you think you kill in that game? You well, know, he's a soldier, though. Yeah. No, no, but listen, right, listen it's a them. war. It is a war, but how many do you reckon? If you had to, you know, know, AI characters... I know, like, a real soldier wouldn't do that. In a real war, that would never happen. Yeah, but that would not be fun. It wouldn't be fun, but that would never happen either. So it's based in a game on reality that isn't really a reality. Of course it's not. Right, so there's a balancing act to be done there. However, I would say this. There are ways of taking certain games... I'm thinking, like, I don't know, maybe Bayonetta or, you know... Uh, maybe God of War, I don't know, maybe not. Uh, but there are certain games where the, the the violence could be done in other ways, you know? Like, there are games where you could be fighting uh, robots, and then they just sort of blast... Ratchet and Clank's a good example. Like, you're fighting things in that game, but it's cartoonish violence. And I think there are ways that you could take a game that it, that does have a lot of, you know, bloodshed and death and destruction and make it a little less gory so that it doesn't have to clear this hurdle of 18 rating or whatever it is and then younger players could also enjoy it but then they would still get access to that good story i feel like there's a third way and it yeah, doesn't i mean or horrible violence and, sl- and instead it goes that third direction and slave is kind of 
calling out right now because you fight robots and yeah. enslaved, you know, yeah, and there's a good story there. And, and there's no real blood or gore or no. anything. And there's some yeah, horrific. So James, play that. Quit whining. There is there is some horrific bits in Enslave, though. You know the yeah. bit where yeah, uh, it's a fifteen, I think. Oh. But there's, there's moments where, like, you know, if you're involved with those characters, it'll affect you. And there's moments where, you know, there's touchy moments. And did it look? Well, that's okay. Story. I don't mind that so much. Yeah. I think that when it goes overboard, it's kind of like when a movie has, you know, a gun shootout or a race, and it feels like, or a car chase, and it feels like there isn't really such a, a good reason, like you were saying, Shinny. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, a good example, and I know you hate this game with a passion, Duke, but. Heavy rain. Heavy rain is a great example because no one really. I mean, you always feel like you may your character can die or may die, but you know there's no other real characters in the game that die. And when when something like that does happen, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, there's no character. There's there's a shootout in the house. Listen, and when something like that does happen in the game, it has far more impact than when it's happening all the time throughout the whole game. I think I think that is a question that developers have started to ask themselves, right? It's like, okay, we can't just let this character kill a thousand people. Like Nathan Drake Nathan in Uncharted kills a lot of people. He's a mass murderer. He's a murderer. Two maybe even a more egregious example. Yeah, because in that game, I mean, you're just going. It's yeah, but that's stupid. Yeah, but it's, it's tongue in cheek, isn't it? Yeah. To it is, but it's still like I'm going to trap this woman in the trunk and make her boyfriend run over her. Spoilers. Yeah. But, but, but look, that, that that game knows it's being silly. Yeah, it does. It does. But it's but, still kind of it's it still gruesome. I mean, as silly as it is, it's still. I it, think you know when a game does that. When a game says like we're just stupid, we're, we're just going to be stupid. We don't care. Done. Yeah. Right, and that the, they're allowed to kind of like be. And yes, you know, it should be highly rated. You know, kids. Like Gears of War is a good example of that. Yeah. But with I think developers are starting to ask themselves like we want to make a game where you don't shoot a hundred people. Why? Why have people that play games obsessed with like killing loads yeah. of people? Bit of a strange medium when you think about it. Yeah. Um. I, I, and I, yeah, I think like with games like Heavy Rain and you know games like Alan Wake, where like they think of another reason why you in Fallout, right? There's there's lots that you don't just kill people, and when you do keep people, you you have a reason for it, but you don't want to sometimes. You don't need to. Um, uh, most of the time, you, you know, you, you're killing ghouls or you're killing super mutants or, you know, you're surviving, right? So I think developers are asking that question themselves. Like, we need to kind of really make sure that we, we're not just killing for killing's sake. We we yeah. are killing because it's it makes sense. And in Fallout, it makes sense because you're trying to survive. So if a group of raiders are shooting at you, what are you going to do yeah. in that wasteland? You're going to shoot back. You're, you're not going to go, hmm, you know. Uh, let's think about this. If there's, you know, <laughs> let's I'd, talk about it. You actually, in some cases, can talk about it. It, it doesn't. It doesn't Very always great. throw humans at you. Fallout. Yeah. It, right. it enslaved. It, it made it robots, and I think making making the enemy robots means when a human dies in enslaved in the story, it's much more effective. Yeah, right? Again, like Stu was saying, yeah, it matters more. In Uncharted 2, which is taking itself very seriously, yeah. when somebody dies in that, I can't remember if somebody does, but if say have a main character dies in that... <laughs> well, someone dies in it, there's loads of people dying in that. Yeah, game. but like, oh, that, wait, like a main character, like a main, uh, main yeah. you know, with lines or whatever. Uh, in, the first, in the first one, you think that somebody does. But like, you think, well, Daniel Jack is a mass murderer. Like, what does he care? And in Heavy <laughs> Rain, you, you brought up Heavy Rain, which is fine, and I think... You know, it does have some good points in it. Like, you know, it's not a game about murdering lots of people. But when the detective does uh, go into the mansion and murder, like, 20 people, 
to get to the one person and then debate whether to kill him or not. He's yeah, you see, I, I completely game all of a sudden. I completely cocked that scene up, so I never actually did he. Well, I mean, it breaks, breaks, it breaks the game. It breaks the character. It does. I you agree know? with you, and it, it, it has its good points and it has its bad points. Yeah. I mean, the scene it certainly does have its bad points. The scene when she's in the cellar tied up for me was a yeah. a very tense scene, you know, yes. and sort of he's talking at the door and you're trying to escape, and it did make you. And feel... again, that's a that's a moment that's like really kind of sick and twisted with its violence, yeah. but it it, it, but works. it works in the sense of that story. Like it does fit, and as much as I hate that sort of scene. It made sense yeah, in the context yeah. of that situation. And you felt disturbed and you felt yeah, worried. It's not for... easy to watch. And it's, nope. yeah, I'm, like I said before, like, you know, when, when the detective kills like 20 people, it's just stupid. You know, like, he's killed all these people. They all have families. All right. They're probably just working a Saturday night shift for a favor. <laughs> right. And yeah. they, they're all dead. Yeah. And then he gets to the person at the top and he's like, mm, should I kill this guy? You've just killed every one of his workmates. Who cares? Yeah, I mean, and, and also. Otherwise, they died for nothing. And also, in, in obviously, relation to the outcome of the overall story, it, it made even less sense. Yes. Well, yeah. yeah. But um, we won't get That's into that. That's all we can say. We won't get into that. We won't get into that. Bringing it back. Bringing it back. So violence needs to be justified. I think developers are getting there with that. They're asking that question themselves. Age rating limits, you know, the BBFC, the Peggy rating system in general, I think is there more for the parents as a guideline. It shouldn't be black and white. 15-year-olds, 14-year-olds, as you, Duke, should know, working, you know, being a teacher... Oh, yeah. They're completely. They have different. Some people. Some teenagers have different values, different morals. Yeah, oh, like, sure. Like some, different maturity some levels. Some some teenagers understand like, okay, this is a video game, whatever. I just like shooting. It's fun, and I like you know talking to my mates and just having a laugh. Yeah. Uh, and then you get the others that are just a little bit obsessive or something. Mm-hmm. You know, it, 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 you've got to look at your son or daughter or whatever and say, you know, does my son or daughter get it? You know, is it just a game? Well, to a certain extent, I think. Myself as a gaming parent uh, probably has more idea of you know what I think is acceptable for Millie to play uh, than a non-gaming parent because they they really have no idea, do they? But if if when Millie's like thirteen, fourteen, Stu, um, uh, well let's let's hope not because you know you never want your kids to grow up, do you? But no. uh, when, when she is and she's a teenager and she wants to play a game that's eighteen. Right. Let's say, oh no. Uh, let's say Fallout. Yeah. Would you let her play it? I think. I think it would depend on her, how she was, and, and I also, you know, and you, you. Let's say, like, she kind of understood that it was a game. Yeah. Um, and it's just the fact that she's not old enough, but she understands it's a game. She understands, like, she really wants to get into the story and stuff. Would I'd, you let her play it? I probably. I don't know. I'd, I'd probably feel a bit uncomfortable about it. I have to say because. You know, it's a funny thing, and especially, and especially this might sound really sexist, but Millie being a girl as well. If, if it was, if it was a lad, I probably wouldn't be as bothered. And I don't know why that is, but I, I probably wouldn't be. Uh, well, I can't speak. Cause it's, I haven't got a son or daughter, but I, I think I'd be cool. With not it, that like, you know of. Uh, not that I know of. Uh, not in this country. Um, <laughs> but I uh, a bunch uh, of I, Dutch babies that look like Chinny. I'd look. You know, I'd think. Well, does you know? Are they playing it and? shooting people and saying oh that's cool I, I mean i've seen little jimmy my little nephew kind of like say oh that was really fun killing that person I was like, and i'll keep telling him right because his dad kind of lets him play halo a little bit like on the side if he's really good um and i keep saying it's, it's, it's jimmy you understand this is a game right 
And he's like, yeah, I know. And it's all pretend, Jimmy. It's all pretend. So I keep hammering on him. Yeah. And it's pretend and like trying to get that in his head. That it's just a game. And if he gets mad when playing the game. It's just a game. Right. I'll tell you, I'll tell you we can't play it. He says, because if yeah. you get mad about a game, even though I get yeah. mad about a game. But I'm, yeah. I'm 25. I'm You're allowed. Yeah. <laughs> but if he, if he starts crying about a game, right, or whatever, I tell him that he can't play it. Because if Jimmy, you're you don't mad, want to be like the people on Xbox Live. No. no. I'm trying to teach him that. So it's, it's, yeah. I'm sure you know, Stu. It's, it's like you've got to teach him like, the etiquette of playing games. You're like, if you're like, whining or moaning about losing and stuff, um, don't cry about it. Don't be a baby about it. You know, like, I, I, think, practice. I think to a certain extent it's weird with Millie, though, because obviously if I'd have been her age and was shown, you know, some of the games that she sees, like Epic Mickey and, you know, those sorts of games, I'd have just been like, you know, would have just wanted to play it. And I mm-hmm. think it's weird because for her, I think because it's the norm and seeing games that look like that, you know, she's just sort of, it's just to her. She's used to it. She's used to it, yeah, so it's no big spectacle. You know, it's not something that's... To me, it would have been, like, amazing to see something that looked like that on a video game, you know, on the yeah. screen. I mean, it brings me a little bit. I've watched the uh, uh, Panorama was on tonight. In oh, the yes. UK. Yeah. Uh, Addicted to Games. They did a documentary mm-hmm. about game addiction. Um, oh, Mom, now, more hair packets. Yeah. Now, interestingly, I was going to say, interestingly, it, it really just revolved, virtually the whole half an hour revolved around World of Warcraft. Was it World of Warcraft? <laughs> it was World of Warcraft. In the main, the, Black Ops did get a mention. There was um, a hippie hippie dude who'd, who played so much uh, Black Ops that he got kicked out of university and... You know, oh, it's time we Call of Duty 2, and, and, and I think it was Call of Duty 4 next. I can't really remember, but it was another I'm one. I'm so stoned. And, and now I'm playing Blops, and oh, yeah, I got... All they need is somebody like one of us on that show saying, these people are not like losing their lives. <laughs> they because do not they're... speak for all of us. Not, not because they're gamers. It's because it was thousands idiots. of pounds in debt because yeah, right. of, yeah. of gaming. And... It's not, it's, they're, they're not like, losing it on their education because of games. They're losing because of their attitudes and because they're stupid. Yeah. Do, you know, do you know what the most telling thing was, though? The funniest thing is this, this guy who was making the show. I can't even remember his name. I don't really care. Greg Harrison. I don't know what his name was. I don't know. I just made that up. Um, but he was he was talking to this guy who was addicted to World of Warcraft and had regularly played twelve hours a day, right? World of Warcraft, twelve hours every day, and he was he, he still plays it now, but only six hours a day, so he's cut down. Oh, he's oh yeah, well, cut well, down. But, but right, he was interviewing him right while he was playing the game. Of course, he's playing. Yeah, right. he's, he's actually like, oh, I've already played my six hours for today. No, uh, listen, we're doing listen. filming. No. Go ahead, no, do listen. it again. Listen, listen. Yeah. So he was playing it, right, and he was tapping the keys, and he was talking to him, but as he was talking to him, you know that when when you're playing a game and someone's trying to talk to you and you're getting really irritated at them for sort of interrupting you while you're playing? Yeah. And he was doing that thing, right, and, and he what said... What are you doing now? Yeah, I'm fighting a zombie. No, what are you doing now? Shut up. So he said, so he said to him, he said, uh, he said, he said, are you sure you're over your addiction? Because, like, you seem to be getting a bit uh, a bit irritated while I'm talking to you, right? Yeah. And, he, and he turned around, listen, right, he turned around and he went... Well, actually, you are. <laughs> and he's like, I'm, I'm trying to concentrate yeah. here, and you, you're bothering me. And when he said that, that all, all the producers, all the, the directors, whatever, just yes. lit up and went, yes, we've got yeah. it, yes. Did you get that? We pissed him off. We totally, yeah. but that's exactly what we're going to do. Yeah. And he did, and he did. Um, it, they, did it. Get, they did get the guy on who was like the head of uh, video games entertainment in the UK was on there. Well, they've got to uh, be neutral. Well, they weren't, though, really. And the, the, what amazed me, right, the, he was interviewing this woman whose son played well, another World of Warcraft player. 
and she was like, I didn't know these things could be so dangerous. I never, I never knew they could be so dangerous. Why are they dangerous? Did he come into your house and kill you? Though? Yeah, no, we we decided because we found out it was an online game, so she had no <laughs> idea what her son was doing. Right? I, I don't know why he wanted my credit card, but you yeah, know, we gave no it idea what he was up to, right? And then we found, so we so we turned the internet off. We turned, well, he went <laughs> ballistic. It was like a bomb going off. He was ballistic. No, it like wasn't. German kid. You know, parented. Just tell him to. Oh, just you know, and that, that's the thing. And that, you know, once again, it's like parents don't want to be the bad guys, so they they go crazy and they're like, "Oh, I'll give you anything you want." And there's maybe yeah. guilt money attached because they have to work so much. And I um, think that's what frustrates me the most with those sorts of programs. They never actually look at the root cause of it. They only look oh, yeah. at what's on the surface, the superficial stuff. And the fact that his parents had no idea what he was doing became an irrelevance, you know, like that didn't that didn't actually matter in the scheme of things. No, well, uh, they, they got what they wanted there, that's You right. know, they highlighted, obviously, uh, the StarCraft 2 launch, which he just said was StarCraft launch, which obviously wasn't. Um, <laughs> and did you go, um, actually, I did, I did. Uh, actually, Jimmy, StarCraft Jimmy, 2, I think you'll find. Dear Panorama, you got the title <laughs> of the game wrong. And then when the kid, was, they turned <laughs> the internet off on the kid, he sounded like this. <laughs> <laughs> It was just like that. It was just like that. But God, was that that kid's mental? I'm done. Um, yeah. So it was. It was quite sort of a bit one-sided. I mean, I was, the the fact that they very rarely mentioned. They never mentioned anything by. So they never mentioned Xbox or Microsoft. They never mentioned Sony. You know, it was just PC games. You know, they they sort of stayed very sort of couldn't be. You know, have any lawsuits brought against. What I'm really them. trying to say. Is that Sony? Hey, we don't care. We'll mention Sony, but <laughs> obviously, right. obviously they didn't. And yeah, it, it was a little bit one-sided. And I and I came well, away given the kind of coverage they gave to video yeah. games. I don't know if they'd want them to mention Sony. And Xbox. But the, I mean, do you know what was interesting? They spent sort of twenty-eight minutes saying how terrible games were. Obviously, highlighted the twelve deaths that they've had in Korea connected yeah, to gaming and did, the yeah. baby that was starved to death while the parents played some. Oh God! There was some woman that, the one shaking the baby. Yeah, that was yeah. that was, yeah, that was Facebook. Yeah, that yeah. was Facebook game. But anyway, anyway. And I mean, so let's not let's not let's not excuse any of that. That's disgusting yeah. stuff. No, I agree. I mean, don't get me wrong. I do think that, especially the World of Warcraft games, are addictive in the nature because yeah, they built that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they built that way because they want people to be paying their fourteen pounds a month to play it. Sure. You can't really get on the uh, developers' case for that yeah. because, like, hey, yes, we want people to play the game that we. Made, of course they do. So yes, they do, and they, and it is that risk reward system, isn't it? It's that you know, every now and again, you're going to get some amazing drop, you know, or some weapon that nobody else has got. Hey, I had that experience on board. But I was watching some dude play it, and it's like these tiny little characters, and there's just numbers flying off everything. And I'm like, yeah, I don't even get that. Why? Why that Borderlands in? or World of Warcraft? <laughs> well, no, it, it was worse than Borderlands. <laughs> You've never seen so many numbers on the screen. Uh, no, <laughs> there's some similarities there. He was his fingers on his keyboard. They were just like a blur, and I'm like, "What is that guy doing? How does he even know what he's doing on that?" Yeah. But yeah, it was it, it looked very complicated, and I I, I don't get so it. It's, well, it's not that complicated. No, it's complicated when you don't know what's going on. But then again, you know, certain things that we do, I'm sure it would be complicated. But anyway, anyway, so he doesn't people watching Shinny play Laos Planet too, they'd be like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "I'm pausing it." But to finish off, finish <laughs> off, yeah, he paid. He spent twenty. I wouldn't know the button for that though. He said he spent 28 minutes saying how terrible, you know, online games were and addictive and all this, that, and the other, yeah? And then right, right at the very end for about the last minute, 
he went, I also went to Eurogamer uh, this year. So Alan was like looking for us, but we weren't there. I love for us. <laughs> and he showed him stood next to him, and he showed someone playing Dance Central, and he showed, and I, you know, even uh, you Sorry, know, wait, even... Dance Central and what else? Yeah, and uh, yeah, Rap Star, whatever it was, Def Jam Rap Star. You know. No, but you said there was something else. Yeah, move. I ain't trying to play my games with no deal. Yeah, no. I'm not falling for that. Any... Well, I didn't. For... I didn't really fall for it. I knew. Well, I know. I had to make you fall. I know. You had to make me fall. For it. Anyway. Yes. So he spent 28 minutes saying how terrible games were for everybody, right? And I'm then sure in, the, playing games for in the final minute he went, but, you know, I think, you know, games can be fun and I don't want to deprive my children of that ultimately. Uh, of course not. So he did a bit, it, of a bit of a get out at the end. Question, uh, did they mention anything about the uh, Extra Life charity event that recently went on? Like, Nothing. Every game they didn't with... mention any positives Brilliant. about gaming, apart Man, from the very last bit. Of course they didn't. And that's yeah. where they become unbalanced, you know. But again, I guess the the whole show is about being addicted to games, and that really hasn't got anything to do with it. I mean, they might have said, and the, do you oh, know, that's a positive outlet. Oh, for no, he could have said, he could have said, decently in a, in a, in America and the UK, some gamers even play for twenty four hours straight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he could have, yeah, I'm sure he could have made that into a, into a negative. Uh, so there you go. So thanks for the email, JC Meister, and there you go. Yeah, that's what we think. Yeah. Don't uh, play games under 18. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you'll no. go out killing people. Play Enslaved instead. Yeah. I'm not old enough to play that. No. Well, maybe he's closer I mean, to Oh, is it 12? Just a minute. Let me check. Let me check. I will I will actually check that while we're talking. Um. So, yeah, I mean... Play I, Epic Mickey. Yeah, ultimately, I agree that I think, you know, you know my feelings on violence in games. Stick it in! No, I think a lot of the time it isn't necessary. And I, and I think developers... This second doesn't have enough violence. The person know. driving the car should smash against the windscreen. It's actually 16 off. plus, I'm afraid. Oh, 16. Is, Peggy? Is that because it's Peggy? That's yeah, it's Peggy. So it'd be 15, 16 plus. Peggy. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I, ultimately, I think they need to find better mechanics of pushing the game forward. And uh, before we do move on, we should mention that LA Noir next year is doing a lot of that from what we can gather. Oh. There will be violence in that game, but apparently the first 35, 40 minutes, there's no action sequences at all. Brilliant. So I've heard... Whatever they want to do, I'll... <laughs> I know. Whatever so they, they are do. looking. And, and I think they did make some moves towards that with Red Dead. You know, although there was still a lot of killing to well, be done. the fact that your, your character just couldn't shag every prostitute in... Yeah, I said, that's what I mean. There was some... We're getting of... there. It's growing pains. We're getting there. We are, we are, and I'm sure as time goes by, we'll start to see more credible games with time goes less by. more credible stories. You know, I mean, the, the only other one to mention is Silent Hill: Shattered Memories, where you don't kill anything because you can't. Run. You run. just run away for your life. And uh, Fatal Frame wasn't it? Wasn't wasn't that one where you? Oh, you'd have to list every game where you don't kill. People. I know. Well, you know, I'm only mentioning that there are games. Out. Oh, and Kirby's Epic Yarn doesn't have any. No, killing. well, they like you know Fatal Frame and Silent Hill. Yeah, it's scary, but it's not very deepy horrible games. But there's no. And decay. Well, I don't know. Does decay have killing in it? No. What about that, what about that game, Kirby, Kirby's Killer's Adventure, where you kill <laughs> Kirby's <laughs> Bloodbath Slaughter. That's a game I'd play. Yeah, super. <laughs> Super Mario Bloodbath Slaughter um, Party. Sonic Kill, Sonic Kill Frenzy. <laughs> you guys can't see the Colbert Report uh, over there, can you? Uh, no. Yeah, but to be fair, that new that new character in Gears of War is based on Sonic. Yeah. Really? Nah, what he looks like. Well, it sort of is. Rolls up in a ball and kills people with spikes on his back. <laughs> yeah. There you go. There you Brilliant. Go. Who'd have known? Who'd have known? Okay. 
Uh, yeah, let's move on. I thought, seeing as we've had a bit of a heavy topic there, heavy uh, topic, we'd we'd have something a little bit lighter, a little bit lighter, a little bit lighter. Uh, at IGN UK, IGN, IGN UK, they did the biggest gaming surprises of 2010 so far. <gasps> so far. So I thought we'd go through the ones that they Grand said. Series Mark Five got released. <laughs> that is, that was a hell of a surprise. Nobody expected it. Yeah, no one expected that. Uh, Alan Way got released. Another big surprise. Chad Warden, he's still alive. He is. Oh, we think he is. He maybe is. Oh, he might be dead. We don't know. (laughs) Balling. Probably in a coffin in his caddy. Yeah, yeah. Um, So yeah, we've got uh, the top ten surprises. Shall I? Do you want to do the list, Ginny, or do you want me to do it? Um, I haven't got it loaded up. So you do the first one, then I'll catch up. You load it up. I'll do the first one. Uh, yeah, the first why one. You, why didn't he load it up and then you do the first one? That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll do Come the on. first one. Okay. Uh, a Shadow's Tale on the Wii. Oh. Yeah, number 10. Number 10. There you go. Uh, why we weren't expecting much. A uh, third-party platformer hits the Wii with no fanfare, which is absolutely true. Yeah. Uh, why it delivered. A Shadow's Tale's inspiration may be obvious, but if you're going to borrow, why not borrow from the best? Yes, the aesthetic is lifted straight from Ico. Yeah. Uh, but the Shadow's Tale surprised by bringing enough of its own tricks to make it totally worthwhile and utterly unique. Uh, cast as a shadow of a boy who's desperate to regain his physical form, a Shadow's Tale plays with perspective, light, and darkness to create a game that's as haunting as it is memorable. Its platforming is original, its puzzles challenging, and its atmosphere perfectly melancholy. Alongside the better-known likes of Limbo and Super Meat Boy, it helped at the very welcome revival of the 2D platformer in 2010. So there, you go. there you go. And I would absolutely agree. I would agree with that totally because I've played it. I haven't finished it yet, but I'm a good four hours in. Uh, four or five hours in. And it's definitely got a great atmosphere and a, and a cool little mechanics are going on there. I like it a lot. I like okay. it a lot. I'll read the next one, Stuart. Okay, you go after that. Okay. All right. So, uh, yeah, the next one is Assassin's Creed Brotherhood in the blue corner. Um, That's a surprise. Well, it, I think, well, what they say here, why they wasn't expecting much was because Assassin's Creed 2 was awesome. Yeah, my game of the year last year. And it improved everything on one. Um, so the reason why it's a surprise, Eric Petrovsky, is we didn't expect another Assassin's Creed this year. We thought, you know, mm-hmm. games usually turn around in two years, right? A yeah, decent yeah, game will turn around in two years. So uh, for them to release another one so quickly is cha-ching, cash-in. But also we thought, oh, maybe it's not going to be as good. But Brotherhood is delivering. It's giving Etienne more stuff. It's added to the story. It's added a lot more uh, variety, uh, even though number two was varied enough. And, you know, Rome is beautiful to go around, apparently. So, yeah, it's a surprise, but a good surprise, because we had a great Assassin's Creed last year, but we got uh, a great Assassin's Creed this year as well. I only played the opening, but I was impressed with the opening. Stu, what's the next one? Uh, the next one, uh, Darksiders. Darksiders. Uh, why we weren't expecting much, uh, when it was first announced back in 2010, it had a subtle wrath of war and looked suspiciously like a lazy attempt to cash in on Sony's greatest anti-hero. Uh, why he delivered? Okay, so there was a slight whiff of Kratos about THQ's apocalyptic trilogy when Darksiders finally arrived, uh, thanks largely to his frenetic combo-focused combat system. 
Oh, blimey, I'm glad I'm not drunk tonight saying that one. Uh, God love us. And then we're I glad you're one. not drunk. Too I'm glad I'm not drunk saying that. Yeah, uh, what we weren't expecting, though, was the quality of the game's design elsewhere. Owing as much to Zelda as God of War, Darksiders completely brilliantly imaginative dungeon puzzling uh, with a richly detailed, eminently explorable open world aspect. Mm-hmm. So there you go. So there you go. Now, you did play this, didn't you, Chini? Yes. And then what do you... I played... Probably about four hours of it. Yeah, stop there. It seems like yeah. that's what Stu does with everything. You say it was no, Dark Shadows. I've, or... I've had a really good year this year. After I know, I'm just getting sick. There are some uh, that happened. It, it went on too long for me. Four uh, hours is all you need of Dark Siders, huh? Yeah, I, I, I think it was like 20 hours or something. It, it, oh, you yeah. know, they they should have cut ahead stuff. They need an editor in that in that development house. <laughs> they need to go. You don't need this. It just it's it, the really horsemen of the apocalypse is bad editor. They they they, they um. They could have cut out chunks of that game, and I think it would have been paced better. They it, they forced um, parts of the game just just to make it just to add a couple of hours, you know, for no reason, and it just felt a little bit. Oh, let's add more hours, more hours. <laughs> Did you get the game? <laughs> you get the game. So what's the so, next one, Chinny? You can do that one. What's the next the one? The next one in the red corner, Deadly Premonition. Hey. Here we go. No, I thought we said we weren't talking hey. about this. Hey. Well, not talking Jesus. about it. I'm well, not talking well, about okay. it. I never said Chini, that. Uh, see, because the Xbox 360 really has to hang on to his exclusives, and they are desperate because Deadly Premonition is one of them. Um, why we weren't expecting much... IGN says that despite its intriguing premise, let's be honest, who wouldn't want to see Twin Peaks video game, hilarious naff YouTube videos, and exceptionally unpromising reviews had us believing that the only enjoyment we get out of this game was purely on an ironic level. And what delivered? Sure, even the most charitable proponent of Access Games' bizarre survival horror game would struggle to describe its core game mechanics as anything more than adequate with dull third-person combat and long-winded open-world driving sections, throwing hilariously uh, adequate visuals and other considerable technical shortcomings, and it's hard to see why Deadly Permission received so much scorn. Uh, Thing is, it's also one of the most deranged, original and inventive games that we've played in years. And it just goes on to say... And so say all of us. Woohoo! Blah, blah, blah. It's weird, unique. Mm, if by know. all of us you mean Stu, then yes. The next game yeah, we okay. haven't talked about, um, I'll, I'll, I know a little bit about it, so Stu, you can read it out. But I, yeah, I, Game Dev Story, I nearly picked this up. You know, I've looked yeah. at it a couple of times. I kind of of us who aren't looking at the list, wait, what is the game? Game Dev Story on the iPhone, and basically you, you run a development company. It's like a Sims thing where you're running a, de- a game development development studio. That's pretty yeah. much, it. and you can like, you can pay for like uh, space uh, at yeah. like E3 and yeah, expand pay for, your like, office space boobs and all yeah. this and all it's the like consoles. Sim Cliff Blazinski. something like that. Yeah, and it, all the like, all the consoles have like like a kind of lewd to the current consoles or like the previous consoles, but they're not yeah. quite. You know, and then, like, Nintendo P or... I'm almost sure that Cliff Blazinski had something to say about it, if I remember rightly. I'm sure he made some comments about it somewhere. Probably likes it. Yeah. No, I think he did. I think he made positive comments about it. Um, They're already coming out with a sequel, but, Stu, carry on. Well, that's about it, really. I don't think there's much more to say about it, is there? Uh, Well, look, look, I thought you were going to read what they were saying, but... uh, Nah. 
The gist yeah. of it is they wasn't expecting much because it's an iPhone game and it's a sim iPhone game, but it was really addictive and unique and cool. There you go. There you go. I wonder if that would be true only to people who play a lot of games or if, like, the standard person would enjoy it as much. Yeah, you never know. You know since we're not standard people. That's right. Okay, next one, next one, next one. Yeah. You me? Yeah, I don't have it. Go ahead. Okay, uh, next one is a game that I downloaded. The last time I turned on my PS3 was to download Joan Danger Demo, which I still the have PS chip. I ain't talking about that Wii. Uh, I ain't talking about that Wii. Um... I downloaded the demo for this. I still haven't played it because oh, I PlayStation 3 is not connected to it. No, so I, haven't played, I haven't played this either. Joe Danger. The game is Joe, Joe Danger, Danger, and it's kind of like Trolls HD, but more easy and fun. And a bit more cartoony as well. Yeah, like, okay. Trolls HD was like, it came to a point where the learning curve just went ridiculously high and it just went frustrating. And I think Joe Danger. Just went. It was just more fun. And and it you're, but you're still on a bike and you're going on tracks. Yeah, you're on a bike. You look Eva Knievel kind of thing. You know, it's just all very Over fun. Over and trucks and looks like a Pixar game. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. kind of animation. Um, and I think people. The reason why people wasn't expecting much was because it's a PS3 exclusive and it's a downloadable game. Um, but you know, it was it was a lot of fun. Received well. Um, uh, and he was just highly rated, and I don't. It just come kind of come out of nowhere for people. So there you go, go down. Um, yeah, next one: Lara Croft and then Guardian of Light, a game that I've bought and I've still not played. This, yeah. this is another game. I, I need to play with you. I've played the first two levels, but I'm quite happy to play some Skank. co-op. Keep telling you, keep telling you to yeah. play some co-op with me, but you're always playing something else. I'm always catching up. I know, I know. Um, yeah, why do we not expect too much? Let's be honest: Lara's failed attempts to stay relevant as time marched on. Uh, with a procession of increasingly lackluster console outings uh, for the once unstoppable archaeologist. Uh, when we learned her next appearance was set to be a download-only isometric shooter, we seriously thought Crystal Dynamics had lost the plot. Uh, why it delivered? Well, we, we know why it delivered. Well, from, from the bit we played, I mean, I, it's just a really cool, interesting isometric shooter, <laughs> basically. There you, you know, and it's it's just a cool little co-op apparently, but we've not tried that yet, so we can't not really uh, yeah. can't really sell. Demo. It was good. It was fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Ne- next one. Next one is Metroid Other M for the Nintendo Wii. We ain't talking about that Wii. Um, yeah, so Metroid. Why they wasn't expecting much. Team Ninja, a developer best known for its breast obsession, let loose on one of Nintendo's most revered and not to mention wholesome franchises. A recipe for disaster, right? What delivered for a start, barely a boob in sight. Team Ninja, under the guiding hand of Metroid Supremo, has reigned in its cruiser excesses and managed to craft an experience that simultaneously does absolute justice to Samus's legacy, while shifting the series forward in a new and genuinely exciting direction. I think the reason why people liked this so much was it was kind of an homage to the other Metroids, uh, but something completely different, which gets people excited. Maybe not as popular as the Prime series, the Metroid Prime series, but still different and unique enough to get all the Metroid fans excited. There you go. There you go. Okay, next one. Um, Yeah, you ready for this? Uh, (laughs) Pac-Man. Pac-Man Championship Edition DX. There you go. I like this. Come I'm on. sorry you can say what Come you like. On. I thought it was great. Yeah, mediocre. It was a really cool little game. But we don't need to say much about it. It's Pac-Man on steroids. Yeah, more Pac-Man. Uh, uh, 
It's still cool. It's yeah, good. the next one. Yeah. Yeah, next one. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> uh, Vanquish. <laughs> where the story makes no sense, but we like shooting robots. Um, yeah. Why we weren't expecting much from Vanquish available on the 360 and the PS Platinum Games does gruff space marines fighting Russian robots in a cover-based shooter. A premise that's as vanilla as it gets from a developer that's built its reputation on dabbing, dabbing, dabbling in the fantastical. Uh, and what delivered? Of course, we were stupid to underestimate. After all, this is a man with the original... For the record, if anybody's confused, that's not actually the person's name. That's just approximation of the Japanese pronunciation. It's general writing. It was perfect. I'm sure it sounded exactly like it's pronounced. Uh, with the Shinji Makakami. Mikami. Mikami, there you go. Shinji Mikami. Sorry, Mikami. I, I think your best pronunciation was... Oh, I heard this person... <laughs> I mean, the first one was better. Uh, after all, this is the man who, with the original Resident Evil, helped kickstart gaming's love affair with zombies. However, the extent to which he and his team at Platinum, Platinum rewrote the third-person shooter rulebook with Vanquish is still a pleasant slap to the face for us doubters. So... The reason why I think this delivers is because, yes, it's a stupid game that makes no sense from Japan. That was, a, you know, a diamond dozen. But <laughs> it was still fun, and it wasn't long and too stupid. It was fun, and it was bringing something a little bit different to the third-person shooter. Not too much. And the main and character it, doesn't go dancing in front of all the boards you just no. beat at the end. But he does smoke at ridiculous times in the game where well, you can tell him you can press a button and he smokes. Right? So if yeah. you've got three mechs behind you and you're hiding behind a wall, the last thing you're thinking about is just, hey, I'm just going to like the cigarette. Um, you know, It's just like the equivalent of phoning your friend on your iPhone and go, hey, what are you doing? You know, or texting. You, know, you just wouldn't do it in that situation. But it's still funny. And it has a purpose to distract them. So vanquish. Thumbs up. There you go. Um, at the bottom, there's a poll, and if you've not clicked on it, let's see ah. if you know. See if you know which one do you think was the biggest surprise of the year? Then for the okay, people, I'm going to vote. vote. I'm going to vote. Just vote, uh, but don't uh, look at the results. Don't look at the results. Uh, okay, I think. I think it's a toss-up between Dark Siders and Game Dev Story. Okay, okay, Duke, what do you think? What do you think out of all those games? I think it's, hmm, probably Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, followed by Vanquish. Yeah, Vanquish. You've looked. <laughs> you cheat. Oh, I didn't know you said don't look. I'm sorry. Oh, you cheat, you. <laughs> but yeah, surprise, surprise, the the most popular game is probably one of the biggest selling games of the year as well. That's which is you, though. Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, so there you go. <laughs> I'll call bullshit on that because that's a new game. Yeah, so there you go. That's that's one. Then um, it was followed, yeah, followed by Vanquish, uh, followed by Darksiders. So Darksiders was third. Uh, Metroid, uh, yeah, and, and others. Lara Croft. And yeah, all. Deadly Premonition only got three percent, but I would imagine it's it also down to how many people played these games and two yeah. percent for a Shadow's Tale, and hardly anyone will have played that. So mm-hmm. apart from people like me, I think I'm the only person that's played it actually in the world. In the world. Wow. In the world. I know. Did you know that? Did you know that? Right at that point, uh, it is it is time for the end of another part of the show. That's it. Another bit's gone. Um, so we have the got... end of the show. Can we go? Oh, See you later. Nearly. Nearly. Bye, you. Wow.
choo-choo. So we have... So we have got Surface Lizard. Surface Lizard. Then we've got a few emails. And then we're going to get the hell out of here. So that's it. That's it. That's it. And then it's the end. The end. My friend, the end. There you go. Um. So yeah. So let's let's play Surface Lizard. He's going to tell us all about Splatterhouse and why we should maybe have a look at playing that game. Here we go, baby! Chad Wooden wipes his ass with $600. Sorry, I played the wrong clip. Grief and misery, aims and woes, debts and taxes, and so it goes. Life gets tasteless, don't it? Hello, darlings. Surface Lizard here once again with another monotonous whine about something utterly inconsequential, which is just how you like it. This week, once again, I will be the Anne Robinson champion of the underdog and welcoming back an old friend, and I don't just mean my self-respect. Picture it, back in the late 80s, back when I was young lizard, back when times were hard delivering Orvis, back in days of family. Sorry about that. I went to Torquay, being a yokel, on a day trip, my parents went off to do something tedious like drink coffee or deal crack, and I was given half an hour in the local arcade on the seafront with a pocket full of ten pences. The only thing I remember about that day was finding an insignificant little machine crammed in the corner. The main character looked like Jason Voorhees from Friday the 13th, muscle-bound, lumbering, battering horrors and zombies with a bit of two by four and they splattered against the side of the wall and it was gory and grotesque and violent and the name of the game would you believe was splatterhouse it was unlike anything i'd played gutsy ballsy and a little bit controversial to the point where i played it on the mega drive in splatterhouse 2 and 3 and then i waited for it to turn up on one of the next gen consoles and it finally has a wet dream has come true. Splatterhouse, the underdog cult hit of the year. Trust me, I called Deadly Premonition and I'm calling this and I'm always wrong, but trust me on this one. Anyway, essentially, this is the plot. He took your girl, Rick. He took your dreams. And he took your life. Only thing you got left is your soul, and that belongs to me. Who am I? Let's just say I'm God, your God. At least the only God that's listening right now. What do I want? The same as any God, little faith. For without faith, I am nothing. And without me, you're fucked. Nerdy college boy, mask. And when I say mask, I don't mean the appalling Jim Carrey film, smoking my ass. Violence, right? Everybody loves violence. 25 years of violent gaming has turned me into a borderline psychopath, like a junior Norman Bates. I love to go out and ice down the paths, watch old people fall over, jump on their forms, listen to their fragile bones crack, and steal their wallets. Even the most fetishized Fangoria reader is going to find more than enough in Splatterhouse to wet their whistle with red crimson blood. And swearing. Swearing's great. Swearing's fucking awesome. And Splatterhouse is full of gratuitous swearing. And not in a bad way. It's meant to be ridiculous. And you can't go more than two minutes without some rude words to annoy your parents. And you know what it really needs? Nudity. The plot device, the girly MacGuffin of the game, is Rick's girlfriend, Jennifer. She exists to do two things. Scream and leave 
fragments of photographs of herself around Dr. West's mansion that, when picked up, reveal pictures of herself with her bits out. It's good stuff. You can see nipples and everything. You know, there's, there's no censorship. It's great. I have seen women naked, though. Just point that one out to you. And best of all, a hardcore grindcore soundtrack, including a band called Goat Whore. Goat Whore! It's like they just found out my pet name for an old girlfriend. On paper, Spadhouse could be the best game ever made in the history of games. College student turned into lumbering Hulk-esque monstrosity, mansion of horrors, H.P. Lovecraft name-dropped, gore, dismemberment, more gore, and more gore. And best of all, you get the original three games as unlockables. I paid £30 or £40 a pop for Spatterhouse 2 and 3, and I didn't even know they were in there until I bought the game, and I almost soiled myself. The point is, yes, it's ludicrous, and it's immature. It's no worse than schoolboys passing around a copy of Razzle, which is normally stuck together. The point is that it doesn't make any claims to be serious. It is a game that is in love with itself, and is a game that takes a real sense of revelry in itself. Something like Call of Duty, which attempts to deal with real-world political situations in an almost exploitative manner, that's disturbing. Watching a muscle-bound guy with huge tusks coming out of his arms, crushing the head of something and ripping out its guts and using them to strangle a creature, that's just pure Warner Brothers class. Two words, guilty pleasure. Gaming is incredibly sophisticated now. However, Heavy Rain and Gran Turismo 5 need an antithesis, which is why we have Splatterhouse. In fact, the game goes out of its way to break the fourth wall and ridicule itself. At one point near the start, when Rick is wandering the mansion, he actually says, Who the hell built all this? And the mask just says, Don't even think about it. Because it knows it's meant to be a farce. It's B-movie, bloody, and proud. It's a case of... Peter Jackson's Bad Taste, or Brain Dead, with a mixture of Hammer Horror sensibility and a bit of American balls to the wall. Hooah! I think I just shot myself when I said that. But please don't be put off by the screenshots. It looks grotesque, and it's meant to be. I'm an old school fan of death metal, and it's like a cannibal corpse cover come to life, which is fine by me. The combat system, more than you'd think, is surprisingly deep and rewarding. You can't button mash your way through most of the encounters. You actually need to combine moves and maneuverability and unlock moves with collecting blood. So there's more to it than you might think. There are even some superb homages to the original game. Almost token and completely unnecessary scrolling 2D sections that are as much frustrating as they are nostalgic. But it's a labor of love for the developers. The guys have played the old games, they know what makes you tick, and they've put it right in the game. When you whittle down the enemies enough, they start to glow, and this means you can move in for the splatter kill. This is as immature, embarrassing, and somehow gratifying as it sounds. The screen fades to black, and you get a wonderful 5-10 second cinematic of Rick disemboweling or eviscerating the creature of choice in a unique way for the creature. Let me just put it this way. One of the splatter moves is some kind of horrible anal fisting finisher move, that will make even the Scissor Sisters wince in discomfort. It's that good. Splatterhouse is exploitative trash at its absolute finest. It's like scrambling across at night on Sky to one of those god-awful movies for men channels and watching some tawdry soft porn outing. But most importantly, Splatterhouse has the right to do it. 
I've seen people claim that the game is derivative or conventional, and they seem to forget the fact that Splatterhouse invented the whole grindcore, gore horror genre. People complaining about Mad World. People complaining that Splatterhouse rips off Mad World. In fact, it's the converse. Mad World took the Splatterhouse concept and turned it into a wonderfully monochrome, grim Wii adventure. I'm all for originality in games. The medium has to thrive and evolve to survive. But the point is, it goes back to an era when spectacle was all that mattered. All it took was a grisly attract sequence to have you digging in your pocket for those ten pences. That mentality stands with Splatterhouse. It's an unpretentious game, probably the most unpretentious game of the year. And in my opinion, it's one of the most rewarding, for all the right reasons and all the wrong reasons. And like Deadly Premonition, a lot of people are going to detest this game, and I can't blame them for it. It's a case of expectation. Unless you're a hardcore fan of the series like me, don't pay full price for this. Wait until it discounts, pick it up, or rent it. Turn off the lights, and engage yourself in some of the guiltiest fun you're going to have this year, outside of stealing underwear from a laundrette. And we've all done that one. Seriously, you need to play it just for the anal finishing move. I don't want to fixate on this like some kind of deviant, but it is hilarious. And believe it or not, the game's actually funny. Anybody who remembers the old Gex games, Gex the Gecko, with those incredibly astute and amusing and fourth war breaking quotes, throughout the game that's exactly what the mask does. Some of them have made me laugh out loud. Some of them are a bit cringeworthy, I won't spoil them for you, but there's some very good scripting in there, and some incredible homages to the previous games, if you know what to look for. In some ways, I'm sick of being an apologist for games. Splatterhouse is some of the best fun I've had this year, and you know what? I'm incredibly proud to admit it. Service Lizard, signing out. Be seeing you. End of line. There you go, so what did you think? Splatterhouse then? Has he, has he convinced you to play it though? I never well, knew that. Know, hang, hang on, wait, 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 hey, wait, 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 wait. First of all, first of all, yeah, why, yeah. why you gotta diss the mask? All right, that's a good hey, movie. Yeah. All right, I like that movie. Oh, yeah, the especially fun. when the dog gets you here on the face. Off, when the dog, yeah, the dog gets the mask. Oh, it's beautiful. Oh, classic. Uh, and the, the sequel. I'm all right. Yeah, yeah. I'm all right. Yeah. Never watched the sequel, so sure. There was. There yeah. was. Yeah. Son of the mask. I'm disagreeing. Yeah. Yeah. The bit about Cannibal Corpse album cover come to life, excellent. I'm liking that. Very nicely said, sir. Uh, you know, this game strikes me as being a lot of melee attacking, which I'm not so much into. But I will say this, in my last comment, I love when Service Lizard ends with the Tron bit, end of line. That's very nice, so cheers to him. Um, I never knew that Splatoon was like an old arcade game. Yeah, I didn't so either. Thank you for bringing that to my attention. Yeah. Now he's probably freaking out now, going, "How did you not know?" Well, it's like you he said, though. Veteran. Actually, he wouldn't say it like that because he doesn't say anything like that. How, Chinny? How could you not know that it was a? But game? to be fair to him, it's like he said, it was always, you know, in the corner of the arcade, and and no one ever saw it because it was sort of out of the way, you know, like an embarrassment or something, hidden away. So there you go. Like you, when you was a troll. Bit like me. That's what used to happen to me. That's what used to happen <laughs> yeah. to me. Do you want a hug? But he did. I've got to say, he did bring back a few memories of the old arcades, you know, and spending time in those. But maybe that's a conversation for another show. Mm, conversation yeah. for another show. Our old, our old, old okay. Because they were they were bigger in America than they were here, apart from the seaside. We had them in the seaside. Yeah, I, I remember going to uh, Rill. Uh, yeah. There was yeah. Some there and Aberystwyth and all that jazz. 
I used to love watching all those 80s American films where everyone hung out at the arcade. Yeah, like Tron. Yeah, yeah. See? Sweet. See? There you go. How apt. How apt. And right, last well, we Starfighter. have. Oh, baby. You know, Starfighter. Oh, I love oh, that. Classic. Um, well, we have got. We is have that a film? Starfire. The last... the last Starfighter? You haven't seen that? Put it oh on your list. Is oh, that right? Dude, Thank it's you. about video games. It's about video games, dude. You've got and, to see it. I have to put that on my list of films that I never and, watch. If Put it at the top. Read, if you want to read a book that's sort of a bit like The Last Starfighter, but better, there's a book called Ender's Game by Orson Scott. Oh, yeah. And that is an awesome it's book. All, it is an awesome book, no doubt. Yeah. Ender's Game. Ender's Game. It's not a very long book, but it's a brilliantly written book. It is a brilliant book. I want to show books. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's on the to-do list. Okay. Okay, yeah, we have got some emails. First one, Yay, emails. it was slightly late, unfortunately, but, but it's, it, they all count, don't they? Uh, yeah. And it's from Mark Palmer. And he says, Sup, beaches. <laughs> no need for that. Yeah. Chair warden here. Yeah. <laughs> Chad Warden. Oh, sorry. Chad Warden must be tamed. He's a comedy genius, but should be heard in moderation. How. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on. How about a compromise? Only one sound clip per show for that special Chad moment. It's too late, too late for that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I was thinking that. Instead of cutting him out completely, keep up the good work, guys. Mark. That's... Well, we already settled this last week, and the resolution was, no, it's going to be all Chad all the time. But what? thanks for writing in. Whatever. <laughs> Honestly, to God. Um, okay. Let me have a look. We have got another one. We've got a few. Yeah, Disney, let me just find the others. Sort the papers out. I know, you can tell I'm really well organised. Here we go. Rustle them, rustle them up. Yeah, next one, the Play Vault. This is from the Play Vault two Uh days ago. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Sometimes I fall asleep whilst listening to the podcast because I listen to it late at night after my evening work shift. That's a formula for beautiful dreams, I know. I usually listen to the last 10 or 15 minutes of the podcast in the morning if you talk about cricket, uh, sorry. If you talk about cricket against you, though, I'm sure I can manage to fall asleep in the first ten minutes of the, <laughs> there the you game. Go. Aha! <laughs> okay. On life sounds really good. Will it ever come to the UK? Do you reckon? Also, I am really wanting Love Film on the Xbox. Do you think it will ever come to the 360? Thanks, guys. Hoorah! Uh, John Mao Five, aka Hoorah. Oh, is that what it is? Anyway. John Mao 5, a.k.a. John Mouse, a.k.a. Mr. Bombastic, Telefantastic, Sweep, Broom, 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 Boom, a.k.a. Chad, a.k.a. Yeah, I'm not even going to do that last one. He's just the letters of the alphabet. Anyway. The election results from Monty Python and the Silly Party. Yeah, bless and bye. So there you go. That's from John Mao from the Play Vault. So, yeah, thank you for that. On Live is coming to the UK. It's been confirmed, and it's going to be via BT, so I'm not entirely sure how that's going to work. Uh, with the Love Film thing, yeah. I think that it will come to the Xbox, but with a compromise or something. So, yes, it I think depends it depends how much Sony have paid Love Film to have it on there. I would imagine. I don't think they've paid them a lot. But the other problem you've got is it's it's via... Uh, you see, I think there's issues with the 360 because... Um, obviously, the one on the on the PS3 is coming via a browser from LoveFilm, and right. we know how how they are at old Microsoft. They don't like anything being coming from a browser and all that stuff. That's yeah, true. but they, I mean, they can make a little app for it, like they do with the Twitter and the they, They've done it with Netflix. We'll I mean, see. We'll see. Well I'm not. I'm not. Netflix. Netflix. I can't imagine why they wouldn't do it with LoveFilm. 
I'm not convinced. I have to. I stay. think if Sony, if Sony's done it, they'll they'll get on it. I reckon it'll happen. Maybe, maybe. I'm not convinced though. I'm not convinced. You never are. I know. Well, that's just me. You know, I'm cynical to a fault. You know, that's just me. Uh, we'll see. Uh, and then we did James. Yeah, and we've got one off uh, Eric H. Eric H. And he oh, says, that's a cool this. first name." Eric. He says, uh, "I just finished a podcast on my flight to Biloxi, Mississippi." Sweet. There you go. Yay. I've had to respond to the section about game endings. I will go back and replay Limbo, but my thoughts on the ending was that it was sublime. The ending leaves you exactly in the same place that you started. To me, it was a representation of those dream moments, falling asleep, dreaming, and waking up, with a vivid recollection of what you just went through, but realizing it's not true, just a dream. I like that. I like that explanation. And I think that that, that speaks to the strength of Limbo, because uh, none of us mentioned that like when we were talking about Limbo, and... Um, again, I don't think there's a right or wrong answer when yeah. you talk about the ending of Limbo. So it's really cool. that That's what the ending of Limbo is meant to be about. He's meant to be like, what was your take on the ending? And his take on the ending is really interesting. I never, I never thought about that before. Um, so that's cool. That's brilliant. Yeah. See, we like that. We like that. Yep. And, and he also says, I don't think you mentioned the ending of Braid. Uh, the ending was fantastic. If you haven't seen it, go and try it. It was well done. And at the end, it completely changed your perspective. I would say it's a moment that will stay with you for a long time. Eric. So there you go. Has anybody uh, finished? Bri- Bri- and and nope. and something else I need to mention at this point. He is one of the person that's got a Windows phone because it says sent from my Windows phone. So there you go. <gasps> there you go. He is the one person in America that bought one of those. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Did you, uh, did you, anybody finish Braid? No, nope, never played it. I played the demo. That was it. Duke never... finished it by cheating. Didn't no, he? I did not finish it. Oh, I thought you finished it. I, I consulted it. walkthroughs and then I was like, you know what? I'm not even bothered. Is it, is it really that kind of moment, Chinny? It's a cool moment. Yeah, it's definitely cool. It, it, I, I mean, it changed... it. I bought it, so I might as well finish it for it that. Cha- it changes like your perspective on what's going on, okay. which is really cool. <laughs> but you, you kind of have to read into it a little bit. Right. So yeah, you might it might happen. You might have to kind of like Google it and try and find out what happened. But it's like, oh yeah, that that is really cool. What um, Mr. Blow did. Yeah. Well, there you go. Well, thank you very much for all those emails. And yeah, yes. send us more. We like emails. We like emails. And don't forget to send them to podcast at veterangamers.co.uk. It's dead easy to remember. Because it's just yeah. podcast at veterangamers.co.uk. And yeah. come over to the site if you haven't been to the site. Yeah, come to the site. Come to the site. Here we got forums and. Yeah, follow us on Twitter. Shoutbox. We're on Twitter, Facebook. don't forget. Veteran Gamers just, UK on Twitter. Just Google Veteran Gamers, and yes, we're on Twitter. We're on uh, Facebook. We're on every other thing. Just Google us, and right. you'll find us. Yeah. yeah. You'll get all sorts of lovely, great stuff. Bloody you know, you'll get loads of cool stuff there. There's yes. lots, of, lots of stuff to find. Yeah, just just Google Veteran Gamers. There's lots of stuff. YouTube, YouTube channel as well. It looks like we're the first hit on Veteran Gamers because there's other sites called Veteran Gamers, but I think we're at the top. Of course, because you know, we're, we're, we're very popular, we're apparently. We're best. Apparently. Because um, And we have got one more, one more email, and it's from Rickster. Long time yeah. listener to the show. So thank you, Rick, for sending us in a lovely email. That's what uh, happens if you don't email him for a while. You get a cheer. I know. And he says, basically, he says, I bought two T-shirts and was wondering if the site benefited in any way. I hope so, as it would be nice to think that we can help with the upkeep in some way. Uh, keep up the good work, and can we have another Battlefield Bad Company tonight, please? Yeah, that was yeah. fun. We should do that again. Yeah. But first, we're doing the COD. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, called first. Okay. Called first. That's right. Uh, to answer your question, no, the shirts do not make us any money. We decided to keep. We could make money if we made the expen- if we made the shirts more expensive. But we thought, you know what? No, we'd rather make them more accessible to the people. Absolutely. Keep the price low. We don't need money. We're not doing this for money. You know what? Money really isn't all that important. I mean, some people complain about money, like how expensive a a a a, a console is. You know, it's six hundred dollars. But you know what? Chad Wooden wipes his ass with six hundred dollars. True. Uh, and to be fair, to be fair, this just costs us money, doesn't it? It actually costs us money to do all this. Oh stuff. yeah, I have to pay twenty dollars every time somebody buys one. So yeah, you know. yeah, just costs yeah. us money all the time. Oh, so stop buying them, Rick. Come yeah. on, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, but no, <laughs> look, everybody loves the t-shirts. You know, um, they're stylish. They are. They are. And it doesn't really cost you twenty dollars when you people buy them. And our review winner, he loved that more than all the stuff that cost me the same price as the t-shirts. That's because he had to wait for it. Why? I know. Things get better when you wait for them. Uh, but no, you know we appreciate. It. You know what what it does is it, it it promotes the brand, and that's what we're about, man. We're trying, to get, trying to let people know. So you know, just by wearing them, you're helping out. Yeah, the same. and tell people about it. You know, get other sure. people. People will be like, "What is that awesome shirt you got on?" I'll you can be it. like, "Well, let me tell you." You happen and, uh, to have an iPhone? Let me show you right now. Absolutely. And that's usually, if you're me, that's usually followed by "Get out of my house." <laughs> there you go. There you go. Now I did I did check iTunes earlier, but there wasn't any new reviews. Boom. So oh, I know first <laughs> ages where we haven't had a new review, so we need some more of those as well for anyone who hasn't done one yet. Uh, yeah, just go and do one. Just do yeah. it. Do one. Do one. Uh, no, I've just checked. We've still only got ninety, so there's no <laughs> more reviews at, at the UK site. And I did check the US one before we started recording. Well, I'm double checking it just to make. Well, you sure. can do, but I know there yeah, isn't. I there's... doubt there is. Um. So yeah, so yeah, we still need someone to do his review in somewhere weird, you know, somewhere where we wouldn't expect one, and we haven't had one of those. So if you do Ooh. one, yeah, do one. Send us an yeah. email and tell us where you put it. You know, if it's somewhere like Spain, because I know we've got listeners in Spain, and so you're saying weird. Spain is weird. No, but just sort of a foreign <laughs> uh, country where we wouldn't expect you know. it. Got... It wasn't me; it was Stu saying I know, that it was me. It was me. That's how we're gonna get reviews. Ah, your country sucks. It's bizarre and freakish. Respond to that. So yeah, no, we haven't got listeners. In fact, while you're doing your shout-outs, I'll actually bring up the Google map where all the listeners are and tell you where some of the odd places that people listen to from. So so do you want to start off with shout-outs, Ginny, while I bring that up? Okily-dokily. I will shout out Super Dragon Dan. Sorry for... uh, Well, I think I mentioned your name last week. You did get shouted out. Yeah, I know, I know. But let's just big him up now. We did, you got shouted out. I know, Super Dragon Dan. Yeah. Sorry, Chad. sorry, but Chats. not really sorry because we did we didn't. Mention- Chair wouldn't stay in him, boy. Um, Chair wouldn't here. Yes, Chad would. Good, good. Um, I'll also shout out I Pete. Um, Stu and Stu and myself have met I Pete in the we flesh, have, where the germs him. exist in the flesh. Yeah, I did um, have a mask on that day just to be careful. Just to be careful and good. Yeah. But now yeah. he's he's a very tall guy, isn't he, Pete? He was. He's a very nice guy and his friends. So shout out all him and his friends. Uh, shout out to Steve Conger. He puts in a lot of hard work on his podcast. Well, I was going to give him a special shout out. All right, well, I'll let you do that. I won't just, you, you, I'll yeah. forget that. Okay. Um, Ricky no, Dinky you can Dan, shout him out too. Uh, I'll just have. Ricky Dinky Dan, I've caught up on some of his... Uh, podcasts like the BGM show. If you're not subscribed to it, it's about gaming music, background music on it. Is, is there like a website you could find the BGM show listed at, or like, along with like, some other cool websites, maybe? 
vghub.net. There you go. Hey, hey, all right. But yeah, Rick Dickie Dan, we've also met him in the flesh with the germs. Um, yeah, and he's a nice guy. But that show, he's been putting some gems on there. There's one, I, I, I've got quite a big backlog of them, but there's one that was themed Warfare, which was quite a while ago. And the last song, which was featured in Medal of Honor, is brilliant. I, I absolutely loved it. It gave me goosebumps when I was listening to it. And you know um, what's interesting? The Brainy Gamer podcast just did a show where they were talking about video game music, so it looks like other people are copying uh, Dan's... Steve's. Yes. yes. Yeah, but to be fair, we've been doing one video game music song for ages. He copied off us. Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. Oh, I, I, I think he'll disagree with that. But anyway. yeah, it's a bit of a stretch, but anyway. I, I've tried to do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, Dan's doing some great stuff at the BGM show, if you're not listening to that. He also played one of... Uh, a, he had a, a themed show called Bastards, and he kind of played... Uh, songs from games where people are bastards and one of them was Bully and I played many hours of Bully and I, I think I heard that song but I didn't realise how great it is and that's what the show is good for you hear some of these songs like he played Mario Galaxy's music and all this and you forget how well made they are and you appreciate them much more so listen to it subscribe to him I think he's doing a phenomenal job so I'll share it to Rinky Dinky Dan Duke go Duke go Okay, I've got three. First of all, shout out to everybody who shows up this coming Sunday, the 12th of December, 6 p.m. UK time, 12 o'clock noon U.S. Central time for our Black Ops playdate on the Xbox 360. See you all there. Oh, yeah. Uh, I will shout out Bongo the Sane because he sent me a message saying, please tell me I'm going to like Bloodstone as much as Quantum of Solace. I would say you may want to wait for it to go down in price because it's not the kind of game you got to play right away, but it is fun, so yeah. Uh, he's, a, he's a guy that owns Quantum of Solace and Six or eight, so I think you'll well, love there him. There you go, he's my buddy. And I will also shout out IP, but specifically because there's a fundraiser on at Theme Xbox. Uh, his ah. screen capture device died, and so he's raising some money to try to get a new one because, as you know, that's sort of the bread and butter of Theme Xbox. And uh, yeah, it's a good site, so people should go over to themexbox.com, is it? And uh, how much, how much of those? How much of those screen capture things? I bet He's looking to raise like 130 quid, I think, something like that. So I'm gonna have a look uh, and see how much they are. <laughs> yeah, SteamXbox.com. And um, if anybody wants should... to buy me one, then I can put his site out of business. That'd be great. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, let's see. What does he say about raising money? Oh, well, does he even have the thing up anymore? Maybe he took the it off the main. Oh, maybe he got you know. Oh no, fundraiser weekend. There you go. Yeah. Uh, here, yeah. wait. Let me see if I can find it. Uh, yeah, so, oh, two, $242 is what he's looking for, so. Wow. Uh, that would translate into for uh, pounds. Oh, here we go, 160 pounds. Yep. Okay. So, yeah, eh, you know, they're getting there. Oh, I hope he gets it. Them. I hope he gets there because, you know, his site is a great site also. It is. You can help yes. him get it. And um, and you can find that at vghub.net also. That's right. There oh, yeah. Go. There you go. Another great oh. site there. Um. Yep. Yeah, well, I, I've got I've got one for Steve Conger, a special one for him, um, because he, you know, and I love Rinky Dinky Dan, I really do, but he took over an episode of the BGM show. He did. Uh, it made Steve me laugh, because he, he just like, yeah, I love, carry on, too. I'll, I'll but the reason I loved it, right, I was driving to work that day, and it was snowing, and it was all snowy everywhere, and the music he was playing was absolutely perfect for the snowy weather. Yeah, and it was great, and it had such a great atmosphere. And I was, and I smiled all the way to work. So you know, it's a special shout out. Yeah. 
I, lo- I just love the way that show is structured and like uh, he's got a voice and tone uh, for it. But like I love Rinky fun. Dinky Dan as well, and I listen. Yeah, yeah. You know, I like it. You know, I love the format and I love the show. But I think it was just the music on that episode, and it you know it coincided just, with uh, the snap. yeah the perfect storm. It yeah, was, it was, it was just perfect. Um, so I'd like to give him a shout out. Uh, Steve does, Steve does a great job of on his numbers podcast as well. Uh, when you know, because like if a game's coming up, he'll do like a episode dedicated to that game, and I, I think he does a great job with that. Steve works hard in his podcasts. There you go. And I'd like to thank everybody who emailed in this week because it's really cool to get loads of emails and loads of feedback and whatever, Steve, positive or negative. We don't care. You know, we're happy. Um, I care. I want it to be positive. Yeah, you. And we'd la- we'd love to have <laughs> some more iTunes reviews. That'd be cool, you know, to get a few more of those. Yeah. And some some. Other- anyway, talking of that, I have got the map up of where places where people listen. Oh yeah. Okay. Tell us about all the weird places like Spain. So we've got uh, Netherlands. We've got a listener in Netherlands. Uh, we've got a listener in Denmark. We've got one in two in Germany. Two in Germany. One in France. Achtung, yeah. I made iTunes reviews. One in Italy, one in Croatia, one in Austria, one in Poland, uh, one in Moscow. Now, I know that's a regular one because that's on every week when I check this. Dude, if you're going to do offensive like, accents, <laughs> I mean, I would never do them. Yeah. Someone um, in Romania. We're going to lose all these I know, yeah. uh, listeners. <laughs> no, they're going to be like, hey, listen to these idiots from the US and the UK. Uh, we've got, obviously, uh, our listener in the United Arab Emirates who's been listening, I think, since nearly show one. Yeah. He's been listening. I can't remember his name now. I'm, I feel really bad that I can't remember his name. Uh, but I know he's been listening for a long time. We've got Probably s- John. Yeah, we've got someone in, Jeff. someone in Beijing, someone in North Korea, someone in Tokyo. No, there's not someone in North Korea. There is, seriously, someone listens in Kim North Jong-il Korea. Kim Jong-il listening in. We've got <laughs> four... Awesome. Uh, we've got four in Aus- <laughs> yeah, four in Australia. South Korea. Four in Australia. Uh, wait, wait, four where? Four listeners in Australia. Oh come on, why is it an opening? And I'm dragging, I'm dragging out the show for a very important reason. I'm sorry, I'm I am dragging out the show ever so slightly for a, a very important reason. Well, so is Chinny's making all these boring anyway, comments that have nothing have, to do with it. Stupid We have a listener in Chile. A listener in Chile, in yeah, Santiago, yeah. and someone in Buenos Aires in Argentina. Yeah. So we have got a few weird and wonderful places where people listen. Send us a Spanish language email. Yeah, we would, that would be brilliant. Es muy bueno, eh. Yeah, Google Translate, we can do that. sounds like an Italian dude. So yeah, no, that's really cool. Now, I have Ciao. potentially got another very, very special shout out, but it's not happened yet, unfortunately. Well, you're waiting on something? I am waiting on something because England have taken nine wickets. So they only need... Oh, Christ! Oh, shush, shush. <laughs> Shut up. They only need Shut one. Shut up! See? I'm trying to say is that... Come on now. Yep. All I can to... say is, right, all I can oh, say is, to those Australian listeners, those all four of you, in your face, because when this game is over, we will definitely have won this match because there's like about 40 or 50 overs to go still. and we. All... Oh, it's on! It... No, no, no! It's not on. Who? It's on, all right. So whatever, whatever happens when you listen to this podcast, we will be one up in the Ashes series on your home ground. So start starting and you're ending gonna lose. with cricket, man. Really, you're going to lose. Really, Today. Stu? Cricket? Really? They have just got to three hundred though, so it's very close. Really? That they've taken, <laughs> taken five wickets while we've been recording. So really? good five up. wickets, really? Woohoo! 
Uh, anyway, and that, and I think really that's about it. So yes, that's it. We're done. Let's go. Thanks See for later. listening, everybody. Bye. Bye. Just, just you don't say Jama Fool anymore. Yeah, just let me refresh it one more time. You never know. Ah, oh, he's still not gone. Jama Fool. Won't you? Won't you? Won't you? Won't you? Won't you? Just switch off a television set and go and do something that's boring instead. Sit in that home, watch TV, turn it on, smoke the